And we're back. What's up, everyone? I Don't Drink Coffee podcast, episode 18 on January 17. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Yeah. Is my hat crooked? I think my hat's a little bit crooked. Lord, <laughs> Anyways, we have a special guest tonight, a very special guest. He is, uh, <laughs> yeah. I can't explain him. He's an awesome guy. I, I get to spend a lot of time with him. And uh, it was up until about two years ago, maybe three that I didn't even really say anything Probably, to this guy. Yeah. And our kids have always played ball with each other, but I'm just, I'm just that type of guy that you know, <laughs> I want to keep to myself and I don't want to, you know, I don't know. So anyway. Well, well he, got, he got lucky for a long time. Yes, he, he did. He did. Deal with you. He did. You know exactly. Now he's like, oh, nah, yeah, you, nah, you got nah. good stories, yeah. though. You right. do have some yeah. good stories. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know, well, a lot of stories I'm sure a lot of people don't believe, you know. Well, they're hard, hard to believe. Yeah, I, but are. you can't make that kind of stuff up. That's I mean, you, I'm just saying. That's, that's true. That's, that's way, it's very you true. You can't do that. So, so anyways, <laughs> Coach Mullins. Yes. Justin Mullins, <laughs> longtime McAllister uh, favorite, I would think. He's the. Depends who you talk to. Is he the poster maybe. boy, McAllister? I, I think so. I don't know about that. I was, I, it just depends who you talk about. Talk to. I guess. Golden I boy know. is what I was always talking. He's the golden, golden boy. boy. Okay. Golden boy. Yes. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Perfect uh, that, words uh, right there. Yes. Yeah. I think I heard that too. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I've heard a lot, <laughs> lot of other words. Maybe not so much yeah, golden. Well. Maybe. <laughs> you know. Well, but that's okay too. Um, you know? How I how I started talking to you or how it all went down. I remember like it was yesterday because. You came over during basketball season, yeah. and I know you and I have talked about this before. Mm-hmm. But you came over during basketball season. And was like, hey, we're you know it was it was almost time to start ba- baseball. baseball. Yep. And you said, you know, we're p- gonna put a team together and want to know if Kaysen wants to play. And I was like, and the, you know the other coach, Coach Zach, was sitting there, and his son, you know, on the team as well. So Chris was like, you know, a little traveling team, you know. And I was like, oh my gosh, because before we'd only played at Boys and Girls Club, mm-hmm. and you and Chris were like, okay, now listen, yeah, it's it's yeah. a it, you know it's technically a traveling team, but we're not going to be traveling a lot. And then, you know, uh, we get in the car, and I said, I don't, man, I just don't know, I don't know, you know, I just don't want to put Case in that, you know, in that situation because he's not ready. And so uh, Amy goes, you do know. You know what Justin does for he, a living, he coaches right? For a living. <laughs> but that's what I thought. The funny thing was, is that Amy was wanting. Yes, yes, we're going to do that. And she was like, he was like, well, does this guy really even know what he's doing? Is that's not. That's not. <laughs> that's how what it went she down. said. Yeah, that's, that's what not, she said. That's not how it went down at all. And she was like, Ben, you know this guy coaches for a living. This yeah. is what he does. You not, know. Yeah, but I didn't say anything about you. I was like, I don't know, oh, I don't know about. You. And she goes, but you know what he does. And I was like, no. And she so she told me, you yeah. know, and she told me before. Yeah, you know, many times. But, but it just goes there again. You don't. Yeah, I, hey, my wife tells me a lot of things sometimes, and it, you know. <laughs> yeah, I remember I told you that. Right. I don't think you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I so, did. so. Um, the first day of practice, we show up, and Kaysen was behind. You know, there was a lot of the kids out there that had been, you know, playing uh, different kind of ball than we had been playing. You yeah. know, so Kaysen was. He, I was like, oh, what have I gotten myself into? But it was the best decision we ever made. And that's how I feel. So, and for a long time in in, in McAllister, uh, my my kids are a little bit older than Casey, but so there's there's an entire spectrum of you know there's levels of play in McAllister depending on where you play and all that kind of thing like that. As far as um, you you may play in in a, a league here, and it may be everybody's beginner, and then you can go somewhere like I've, I've signed Gavin up before 
and uh, we get to practice. I'm like, these kids have been playing together a long time, and they had everybody knew each other, and we did not know anyone, you know. And Gavin be behind, like you were talking about being behind. That's what's interesting. What I started liking about because initially I wasn't into my kids coming to McAllister because I come from a small school. So I was like, absolutely, yeah. You know, I, I, I think that's better atmosphere. I don't know why they're in McAllister school, but as we've gone and, and I've become even more happy with it as we've been in here, you know, doing this this long. Um, it's kind of cool that you have that much, um, the selection or, you know what I mean? You have where you feel comfortable. You can kind of plug your kid in there and that mm-hmm. kind of thing like that. So, and we, unfortunately through time and, and inexperience, we've had Gavin all over this town and first one thing and another, you know, and go, ah, it's not really fitting or whatever, but it's cool to have that opportunity. That's what I, I liked about it, you know. To have those options, yeah. In the organization we were playing in at the time, you know, they were not really following. It wasn't, you know, it, was, it just wasn't baseball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> and it wasn't teaching them, you know. The game. The game. It wasn't the right way to play. Exactly. You know. And so I did what I could behind the scenes with Kaysen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we mainly were f- focusing on, you know, because he loved ba- uh, basketball. And, yeah. And I was always throwing him a football. So that's really the two sports. Well, and it's funny you say that, you know, because especially with nowadays with the, you know, so many kids specializing in everything that they do, you know, and and I tell people I truly believe that every sport helps in another sport in whatever you do because you can tell a certain kid, well, I can tell he doesn't play football, you know, just by his, the way he does things, his aggressiveness, his, you know, different things like that. I mean, you just – you know, or you, I can tell he's not, he doesn't play basketball. He doesn't have very good lateral movement. He does, you know, I mean, I can just tell. And baseball, mentally, he's not very tough. You can tell he doesn't play baseball. I mean, just because it's a mental sport. I mean, you, you know, you've got to, and you've got to have all those things. And I think every sport helps every one of those, those other sports. And I just, I mean, it just, and, and, and to me, I mean, it's like I tell people, I can't imagine doing baseball year-round because I'm excited when it starts, but when it gets close to the end, I'm ready to transition. I'm ready to go on to the next one. <laughs> right. And I, I can't imagine. And, and I think that's a lot of the way kids – I mean, I've noticed kids that are just – they're not excited about it. It's like, oh, ho-hum, we got to go do this again. You know, I've done it every day for 365 days. There's no excitement. It doesn't breed any excitement. Like – you know, when you play baseball and then, you know, football's coming around, man, you're excited. You're ready to go. And then when football's getting close to the end, you're like, you're ready to transition into something else. And I, to me, my brain can't fathom that. I can't, I just can't fathom that. I couldn't do it. I, I could not just typically, I, I can't just, especially at a young age, I can't imagine people, you know, wanting to focus on one thing. I mean, you know, and I get it. Everybody is, you know, everybody is focused nowadays and every, every person is their focus at the outcome and nobody looks at the process and that's that's where it's at I mean everybody is so outcome based today that they don't see the process of what it takes to get to where you're at I mean and people even coaches I know coaches that there's a process that you have to go to to be a good player to be a good team and you know and it starts from when you're little to when you get to high school you know but people want to bypass that process and just go straight to the outcome and say, we want to win. We want to be the best. We want to do this. Well, okay. But it's like I tell people, you know, 10, down, 10 years down the road, it, and I've said it. And, I mean, Gage, my oldest one, he's a sophomore, and we started playing with him when he was eight. And, 
I remember the very first tournament. Everybody was skeptic, like, you know, we're going to go to this tournament. Well, I don't know, man. You know, I just don't think we can. And we go, and it's in, in Ada. And it's a little homer right outside of home. It's a little bitty town. And we go, and we get the ever-living, I mean, just our butts kicked. I mean, we take it on the chin every game. And, you know, afterwards as a team, they went to the park, and everybody played, and da-da-da. And to this day, none of the kids can tell you, hey, we got beat every time. We got All they talked about was when we went to that park and went and ate afterwards. Right, yeah. You know, and that's, and that's the thing is people get so caught up into – I've got to win right now as an eight-year-old that they don't understand the experience is what the kids, the process that you go through, the bond building, the, you know, that type of stuff is what's more important than the wins and losses. And it's hard. I mean, it's hard because we're such caught up where, where this came from. And I told somebody the other day that, you know, you talk about kids and they're, all they care about is I got to get a college scholarship. I'm going to go play this. I'm going to go play that. And I, where that started, I have no idea because when, you know, when I was in school, I, that thought process never came to my mind. Like I played baseball, I played football. I mean, I, you know, and I was decent at either both of them. And, but I never thought, hey, I've got to do this. My stats have got to be this so I can go play college ball. Yeah. And I mean, I never thought that. And then, you know, before I know it, people are calling me and saying, hey, and I mean, nobody big. I mean, you know, small colleges. And, and I'm like, really? You think I have a chance? I could go play? And, you know, that type of thing. But I just wanted to win, play with my kids, my buddies that I grew up with, you know. And it's like I told somebody, I said, I'll tell you, and I've, I've experienced it, and I played at a high level, and I went, was able to play college baseball. We were very successful. And, I would trade that four years of college of playing and being able to play to win the last game I played with with my high school buddies because it's nothing like it. You meet good friends. I meet, I met, I mean, I've got great friends that I had in college and I played with, but it's something about the guys that you grew up with from when you were little and whether it was at the park or, you know, and you knew them your whole life and something about growing up with those guys and being able to win that last game and, you know, say you did something special, I would trade that for four years. I wouldn't even go play. I, that's fine. If I got a chance to win, and I said, I can say that because I've experienced both. And I said, it's just nothing, nothing like that. So, but anyway, I've rambled long enough there. So, no, I, I mean, great. you know, well, and I kind of jumping around there. Well, I can go along with what you're saying, though, because I learned it the hard way. Uh, whenever Gavin was real young, we started him out playing football when he was in third grade mm -hmm. over at Hartshorn. And, uh, you know, uh, for a small school, very football-oriented, yeah, so everybody's absolutely. really excited. Mm -hmm. I'm especially, he's my oldest son, very oh, excited. Yeah. As you know, a dad, that. that's, yeah. that's your dream. Yeah, right. I and, know. It and is. like you were saying, though, it's all, it was funny how when I started out and I helped coach and that kind of thing like that, I'm not a coach. I got plenty <laughs> of respect for the guys that are and can. I am not one, you know. Uh, but – it, it kept me close to him while he was learning the sport, so Absolutely. that was cool. You know, that part of it I, I don't regret at all. Uh, but watching him and in the beginning, it you know, as little kids, I was always focused on, well, I don't want him to get discouraged. You know, I was worried about winning and losing, mm -hmm. like you were saying. And then we get a couple of years in, we end up moving. We did a, a – uh, I say we, he did all the work. I just showed up. But <laughs> but, but we took him to uh, Savannah and then on to McAllister. And – in that time, by the time we went and played at Savannah and, and, and then made it to McAllister, I had transitioned to what you were saying a minute ago about this is 
I started realizing it's a, it's a process. There's a, you know, it's I didn't absolutely. I didn't play that young. We didn't start till seventh grade. I didn't, I didn't either. I was that's the same way with me. So well, and and I caught myself go and, and not necessarily. Um, I wasn't being vocal about it, but in my mind, I'm sitting there watching, and I'm like, I've got to get him to a, like a college level, or mm-hmm. you know, not. I wasn't thinking college, but I was like, why can't he catch the ball? Yeah. Why can't he run the ball? Why can't you know? He's yeah. eight, I, nine. Right. You know, and yeah. I, I'm like. Why can't he run right? Yeah. It looks weird when he runs. Or, no, you know, no, 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 absolutely. So, you know. And but and so as Carter came up, I was a little bit more ready for it. You know, totally different personality as yeah. far as my kids go. But um, it, it was a, just kind of identifying with what you were saying. I, would, I started out to be one of those parents where I was like, why, why aren't we winning games? You know, And mm-hmm. we, had, we, we won a decent amount of games when he started out. But, yeah, so I agree with you. It's the competitive nature. I mean, and I, I'm that way. I'm, I'm, I don't get – I mean, I'm getting into – I, everybody's competitive. Everybody's sure. – you're going to do it because you want to win. I mean, th- there's no question. But sometimes you got to step back. And I have to do it myself and say, hey, this is – you know, there's more to it than just this. And, and, you know, and I've done it, you know, for a long time. I mean, I've been 21 years. This will be my 21st year of coaching and teaching. So, I mean, I have to do it myself, and I have to step back and say, hey, you know, there's, you know, more to this than just this win or this loss, you know, because, you know, when you're young and you have kids and everybody's heard it, you learn more from a loss than you do a win. And it's true. I mean, it's true because when you win, you think you got it all figured out. But when you lose, you really got to search deep inside and say, what do I got to do to get better? What do I got to do to get that? And what you were saying is, but I think it's important – that dads, moms, anybody is involved in their kids in sports because if parents aren't involved, and I, I, I say this just for my dad's sake. My dad, he was a good football player. He played here, and he, he played, and he played up to his junior here, and then he quit when he was, before he was a senior. And, he's, you know, he tells me to this day he regrets it his whole life. He regrets it, he regrets it. But um, his, you know, mom and dad, wasn't a big deal. They didn't come watch him play. They didn't, you know, they weren't in that support system. So if it's not important to them, it's not going to be important to him. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, and that's why I said, and, and having parents involved, and there's different levels of involvement. Don't sure. get me wrong. I mean, there's those ones that you're like, hey, you got to back up a little bit, right. you know, and that type of thing. But, um, you know, they have to be involved. They have to make it a point to say, hey, you know, it is important to me to see you play. And, and, and the kids notice that. Because if it's not important to the parents, the kids see right through that. The kids know that. And kids, believe it or not, whether they're 18, whether they're 25, whether they're 35, whether they're 6, they want to please their parents. Sure. I mean, you want to. You want to, regardless of that aspect. And you want their approval. You want their approval in everything. And uh, I think that that's a downfall sometimes. And that's why some kids don't stick with it don't stick with sports because it's not important to the parent. The parents aren't, you know, putting forth the effort also to get them involved. So, you know, it's like I do. I commend the parents and I tell the kids, like, you know, you know how it is. I tell those kids, you don't know how fortunate you are. You have parents that bring you and sacrifice a lot of time to get you to those events, to get you to practice, you know, three times a week, to get you on Saturdays to a football game, whether it's traveling to Tulsa or wherever. I mean, you're fortunate because not every parent is like that. Not every kid has that luxury. And that's what I hate, you know, because every kid probably would love to play the sport and get started. And, you know, and that's my biggest, that's the thing I hate. There's only one, and I'd love to take every kid. And it's so hard because 
you're limited on what you can do as an individual. And, and, you know, because I get people call me, hey, can we be on your team? And, you know, and I, I just, I mean, there's not enough, you know, I, there's not enough. I can't because then you, you get too many and you can't get everybody involved and get them the reps or what they need to do. And so, I mean, but going along that, it's important. Parent, parental involvement is important. And like I said, and that's just speaking from experience because my dad told me the story and, you know, he said he knew, his, I mean, his parents were never involved. They never came to a game. And so he quit. I mean, it wasn't important to them, you know, and that's, and see, I that's, that's where, ultimately why I quit. And, and, and my parents uh, <clears throat> didn't come to anything. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, they weren't really involved in my sports at all. They were when we were, we played baseball when we were really, really yeah. young. You know, we started, I think I was six or seven years old, something like that, and we started playing t-ball, blah, blah, blah. And uh, But then as I got older, they kind of, you know, especially by the time you get seventh, eighth grade, they're like, oh, you're doing your own thing. And, and they and they uh, they didn't, like even when I was playing football in high school, well, I didn't play my junior year. So mm -hmm. I, I can kind of identify with yeah. what your dad said. It's a huge regret I have for not, and I didn't play because I didn't like the coach. You know what I mean? I was like, no, I'm not playing for him. And so when they switched coaches my senior year, I went back and played, and I was like, ah. Oh, yeah. You know, you'd never get that time back. So no. once you're done, it's gone. Yeah. And it's, it's, and I tell my kids now, I'm always, always hammering on them. I'm like, listen, man, you are in this is the time of your life. Absolutely. You know, I mean I tell them daily. I'm telling yeah. you, I do. And I said, everybody, it, so many kids are so I can't wait till I get out of here. And I can't wait till I can go and get on my own and I'm like, you don't know how good you have it. Yeah. You get in the real world, it's not like that. Yeah. You think it's this big, not, you know, it's not like that. It's not, uh, you know. And that's why I tell the kids, I said, man, I cherish every day at practice. I know it's grueling. I know it's, you know. But when you get done, you'll wish. And you every every kid that I tell that to comes back and says, Coach, you're right. Yeah. Man, I wish I had one more year. I wish I, you know. Because I always tell them, don't leave any regrets, man. You know, go out and play hard every day, whatever you got to do. And I said, you know, because one of these days you're going to wish, I wished I would have had, I wish I could practice one more week to get ready for a football game, you know, that type of thing. And then during the time, and I was there, I know, you get it. It's not fun to practice. I mean, nobody likes a two-hour practice and the grueling part of it. But then you don't really know how good until it's not there no more. You yeah. Know, and that type of thing. So, I mean, I've, you know, it's been there. It, it's, it's, I've done it. I've seen it. I've, you know, with kids and different aspects. I mean, it's, it, it's a reality, you know, and they, that's like I said, that's the number one thing they'll say, Coach Jones, you were right. You know, you said it. You said, you, I said, one of these days you're going to miss this. You're going to wish. And they were like, you're right. You know, even when it's, you know, hot and you're tired and all that kind of stuff, you wish you could do it again, you know, those type of things. Uh, and, and, I, you know, as as your role as a as a, uh, I guess you, I wouldn't say an authority figure because that sounds a little bit stoic. But I mean, but in the spot you're in, though, I remember like uh, you're doing junior high guys. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? So I remember being in junior high and my coaches. I still remember them uh, to this day, and I enjoyed them at the time. I didn't necessarily because I'm thinking. Uh, you know, all these guys are making me run. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, we're doing all oh, these yeah. things. They're screaming, you know, and all these things like that. But looking back on it, man, I mean, and I had some – for a small school as I went to, I had some really good coaches that, that were fun to uh, yeah. to be with and real good about joking, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah. good sense of humor. And um, it, was a, it was a positive thing that I had. Um, even though, my, like I said, my parents weren't that involved – they were in my life, but they just weren't involved in my sports and that kind of thing like that. So those guys were really good, positive role models that I had. Most of them were as I was moving through. So 
I was really interested in uh, – I was excited whenever I found out that you wanted to, to come on the podcast because you got that – you have a really neat spot to be in. I know after 21 years, I'm sure you kind of are like, Jesus, you know, it, I mean nah, – Well, no, and I'll be honest with you, at the junior high, it's different, don't get me wrong, but, you know, you like it because, you know, kids, most of them, the majority of them, 99% of them, they come in there and they – they don't act like they know everything. You know, when they get to high school, they feel like they start to know, mm -hmm. like you're trying to tell me, I already know that, you know, but majority of the junior high kids, you know, they're, they're, they're thirsting for knowledge. They're wanting to know, they're wanting to please, they're wanting to, you know, and you know, they want to do it. They want the process. Now it's like I told you, I mean, it's hard, you know, because you know, I get after them and I demand a lot of them and I tell them that. And I said, but I'm not going to treat you any different. I wouldn't treat my own. And I said, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything for you. I'm going to push you. I'm going to try to make you be the best you can be that you want to be. And hopefully that's what you want. And I said, I may come off like a jerk and you may hate me at times, but one of these days you're going to appreciate it, you know, that type of thing. So, but it, it, it's unique. It's like I said, because I've been at the high school level and I've been down here and, and, you know, to take the kids and, you know, to see, you know, cause I, I'm, I'm a, I'm kind of a guy. I like to see where they start and where you're finishing. And to see that is is what's more rewarding than anything. You know, you take a group that everybody's like, oh, they're not any good. They've never won a game. They've never done this. And and then by the end of the year, you may not as win, but you won a few. And then next year, you're better. And I mean, that's the reward of that kind of thing, of, of just seeing those kids kind of mold themselves into a team and become players, good players, you know, and, and seeing that, hey, they're going to contribute. They're, I mean, this kid's going to be able to contribute. He's going to do this. And, you know, to tie something, everybody told you you wasn't any good. And, you know, you guys are good. you got to believe in yourself type thing. You know, that's the rewarding part of that down there. Um, because, you know, you get to the high school level and, and you, you know, you're obviously everybody wants to win a state championship. I mean, that's the number one thing. And people don't know how so how hard they are. I mean, they're just so, I mean, you know, I, I played in one as a, you know in high school in baseball. Didn't get to in football, but um, it, the, it's almost like the stars have to align just right. I mean, just things you know. And I was able to coach in one in football. My last year coaching at the high school was the last year when we, in 2013, when we went to the state finals that year. And uh, you know, it's not much what what I did or what we did as coaches. I mean, we had a good. We were talented. There's no question. I mean, I'm, to say we worked miracles and you know. We're one of the only like ten teams in the in the state ever to score over seven hundred points in a season, all that stuff. And I, oh yeah, that's me. I did, you know. No, it, you know, we had great players. I mean, good coaches. You know, you got to have good players. Good players make good coaches. I mean, and it's tough. I mean, I thought, you know, the year that we that I coached in it, I, you know, I thought, man, we were better. We were probably the better team, and we just, you know. The things just in line, align right with what we needed to do, so to win it, and you know, and and that's the ultimate goal. And, and it doesn't happen. And only one team is only satisfied at the end of the year, but in the junior high, you, you get that taste in your mouth. And you, you know, the thing that I like is you can end the season on a win, or, or you know, or a loss, a tough loss that you learn from, and you can build off that, you know. And it's not everybody's also, oh, you know, but you know, it, it's 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 rewarding down there. I will say that. Um, they're it's different it's trying at times because they're kids i mean they're young they you know they're bouncing off the walls they're like you know you're wanting to strangle them every now and then and <laughs> that type of thing so yeah i mean but not like they're any different at the high school level either you know yeah, they're like right. that too just a little bit more mature but um and and it's like i said in the junior high level it's so hard because down there um 
and this is the, the bad thing I hate, and I, you know, you try to encourage kids, but you know, the more physically mature kids are gonna be the more successful kids. Doesn't mean they're always gonna be the best kids when they get to high school. And that's the hardest thing, is because kids get discouraged, they do. I mean, you know, they get discouraged about, you know, well, this guy, look at him, man, he's, you know, but he's a mature kid, and you haven't hit your, pu you know, puberty, you're, you know, you haven't hit your growth spurt, and you're, you know, you're gonna grow, you're gonna be a good player, you have the attributes, you just gotta stick with it. And it may not be, you know, and, and it's like I said, instant gratification, everybody wants the outcome, mm -hmm. nobody wants to do the process. Yeah. And I think that's, and you know, and I think that's what we miss, and I think that's what parents, that's what kids, that's what coaches even you know they miss that same thing everybody wants the outcome but nobody wants to take the process to get there and I think that's important I mean I really do I mean when I was young as a coach I thought it was all about drawing up that right play it was about that play that I was going to draw up and I was going to do and man this was going to get us to the next level it's all about that you know and it's not it's it's about building relationship with kids getting the kids to buy in and believe that's the number one thing um it doesn't matter. It's because, like I tell people, it don't matter if you run spread offense on, you know, you, whether you run the wing tee, the wishbone, they all work. They're designed to work. But, and, you know, I use the story of, like, Davis down there. They've won, you know, numerous state championships. They run the wishbone. You know, people hadn't ran that since the 80s. I mean, mm -hmm. what is that? You see on college, everybody spreads it out, throws it all over the place. And they beat teams that are way more superior. Athlete for athlete, this team will win if you put it on paper. But... I'm telling you, the town believes in it. You know, they believed in that offense. They believed in their football. And, you know, they do things that not many people can do just because of the belief in what they do. And, mm -hmm. and you know, and that's, that's the downfall of a lot of coaches, I think, is that, you know, you have to get kids to buy in. You have to get parents to buy into what you want to do. And if you can, it's hard to be successful. It is. I mean, because you're not going to like everything that that coach did, but deep down inside, parents know if that coach has got you know that player's best interest at heart you definitely know, you know and there's no doubt about it well that's what i learned it and this is a, just kind of a a little um i guess you'd say a little thing pointing at, at your ability as a coach that that i we agree on a lot of levels and coming in i didn't know you or anything mm -hmm. i'd heard i knew what you coach yeah and when you were coaching gavin it was awesome because gavin came to me one time after a game and uh I don't remember what happened. He got cleated or it's something pretty small, but he, he thought he was hurt. And uh, he come to the sideline. It was at Wagner. I think I yes, remember that. Yes. I think I remember that. Uh, it was awesome because he comes to me after the game and he's wanting some sympathy. You know what I mean? Because coach is like, listen, you're not injured. And your team needs you. Yeah. That's, this, that's, I remember because it was like we're driving down the score. It's it's a 7 nothing ball game and we're playing Wagner and people don't know, but – that group they had, they mm. were phenomenal. Now, this Probably was years their, ago. Yeah, right? this yeah. was when he was an eighth grader. Gavin yeah. was an eighth grader. And, uh, I mean, Wagner was – I mean, they're, they're, they're the real deal. That group was, like, the, one of the best junior high groups I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think his, in the seventh grade, they could have beat us 100 to nothing. I mean, I don't remember what the final score was, but it was unfair. I mean, it was like <laughs> – I'm like, they had some men. And we go in there, and it's close to the half, and I think it's like seven to nothing when we're mm -hmm. playing with them, you know, and and we're driving the ball to go score, and Gavin comes, and he's like hurt or is something wrong with he can't breathe, and I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, he like took I said, himself out. We're I moving think. down the field, and I said, and we need you in there. I mean, we're gonna go score, and I mean, we need you in there, and. Uh, you know, and I, he's breathing hard, and I'm like, and he's like, I need, I need a break, and I'm like. 
And he's like, no, no, I'll go in. I go, no, go over there and you can go stand on the sideline. And I said, we're going to go school without you. It was awesome. And uh, so he stood over there and we actually did. You know, did I think that at the time? I'm like, well, I don't know. He's one of our better players, I, you know, right. that type of thing. So, but um, we did and we went and scored and, and you know. And he and, learned, and, I'm no, but sure. But it was the right when, thing at the perfect time because, you know, he was looking to me after the game's over with. I was like, hey, man, because, you know, I'm not, I'm not a coach. But I'm real good at the talks on the way home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, I'm like, so, man, what happened at the, at the end of the half? Yeah. You know, I said, I saw you take yourself out of the game, and you went and talked to Coach Mullins. What are you? What were you doing? He didn't look too happy about yeah. what was going on, you know. And he's like, "Well, you said this." this. I, was I was like, like "No, you're going to stand over there. You've won out of the game. You're going to go watch a score instead of being there with us." Yes, you know, that dude. Type of game. And I was Dang, like, you know? "This dude." I was thinking in my head because yes. I, I turn around to Gavin and I go, "Hey, man." You're not going to get anything from me other than he's right. Yeah. You know, if you're going to play this sport, uh, I, I'm not saying somebody should play injured, but pain yeah, is part well, of it. Welcome to football. Well, and, and there I again, mean, like I said, and I knew, you know, right, he, he wasn't, wasn't injured. injured by any means. Because right. I, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't throw a kid back out there right. by, by any means, but I knew that he was a little tired. You know, probably, and he, you mm -hmm. know, I think he had caught a pass and ran, you know, or something, you know, and did some things. So, I think he was tired more than anything, whether he, you know, got the wind knocked out of him or something, you know, and, um, you know, and, I, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I do things and, and uh, you know, I'm thinking, yeah, maybe that was the right thing. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know, you know, but I, I just kind of go with the gut sometimes. It's like, no, you're going to learn a lesson. Kind of that's what I was right. thinking. Yeah. You're going to stand yes. over here. And you're going to learn the lesson, a big lesson of whether, you know, whether we score or not, right. you know, you're going to learn that, you know, that type of thing that, hey, you know, I can do a lot more than what I think I can do. And that's at junior high. That's that's what you got to try to get out of them. Yeah. You got to try to teach them how to practice hard. And I, it's like I tell them, I'm a firm believer. And they, if, they, if you asked any of those kids, they will tell you that I always say you're going to play like you practice. Mm -hmm. And I said, you just it's not I said, you can't. You can't just say, "Hey, coach, when the game gets here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll play really hard." It doesn't work that way, because I tell them, "Your body, you train your body how you want to play." Mm -hmm. And I said, "You may think, hey, I'm going really hard, but you're not. That's just how you practice, you know." And and that's the hardest thing. And I mean, to try to get them to realize and to push them to say, "You can go a lot harder than what you think. Right. You can go way harder than what you think." Yeah. And, 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 you know, you have to demand it out. I mean, that's what I tell people. And then, then the young coaches that come in, and that's what I tell them, I said, you have to demand it out of them. I mean, if you accept it, they're going to do it. And that, you know, and that's in, in jobs. I mean, if you let guys, you know, come in late every day, guess what? They're going to come in late every day. Right. And that's what I try to tell those kids, you know. I mean, you know, it, it's a reality. I mean, you've got to push yourself to be the best you can be. And that's what we're here for. And, that, and, you know, and that's the thing that these young coaches that I get sometimes at the junior high, because, like I said, I get most of the young guys that are green that maybe never played even the sport before. Um, and that's what one thing I tell them. I mean, you have to demand the effort that you want out of them. Because if you don't, they're going to go with their speed. Yeah. And, I mean, that's the number one thing. And if you can get them to play hard, I don't care what level they are, if they're the biggest, the fastest, the strongest, if we've got the best team in America, it doesn't matter, or the worst team. You can compete if you'll get those kids to buy into what you want to do and play hard. Yeah. And, I mean, it has to be an everyday thing. It has to be an everyday thing. And it's like I tell them, if, if we're not going to, if we're just going to go through the motion, we might as well just go in. We're wasting our time. You're wasting your time. You're wasting my time. You're wasting everybody's time. I mean, you know, you're here to and you know, of course, they grumble and they're, you know, when I say about the for the 10th time in a row, run it again, run it again, you know, it, you know, we're going to go until we go hard and we do it right, you know, and so 
I love the consistency. You know, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've got two boys that have played for you now, and <laughs> and I mean, and from what I see from the outside looking in, and I don't judge real hard. It's not. I'm not trying to say that, but I mean, but I I watch and I'm just like, it's you're always the same, and, and, and I and I appreciate and, that. And well, and I, I try to be, you know, and I get it. Not everybody's gonna like everything you do, and I, I'm I'm not a people pleaser. You know, do I like this? Do I like it when people are mad or don't like what I do? No, I'm I'm human. I don't, but I, I, I'm not. I mean, I'm not out there to try to please people. I, I mean, you know, that's the thing is I'm trying to help McAllister win. That's my main goal is, uh, you know, I care about McAllister. I, care, I mean, I went to school here. My parents went to school here. I've had lots of family that went to school here. I mean, I played here. I put a lot of time in here, coached everything. And my ultimate goal is to be successful and get these kids one of these days, like I told them, to be able to win a state championship. It's ultimately, the one thing that I wanted to do. And it's like I tell my kids, I mean, I don't care if you're the best player. I don't care if you get to play every down. I want you to be a part of a successful team of something special. I mean, that's, that's the number one goal. I mean, my number one goal is not for my kid to get a college scholarship. It's not. I mean, you know, and, and I know that's a big part of everything. And it's like I tell them, put in the work and, and the process that, that, that's laid out in front of you, and that'll take care of itself. Right. It will take care of itself. Because I'm a prime example. Well, the, the scholarship I mean, don't come first. It's yeah, the hard work. it's the hard work. The, but that's like I said, everybody wants the outcome. Nobody right. wants the process. Exactly. You know, I mean, everybody wants that scholarship, and they want it right now, and but they don't want to put in the work or the process that it takes to get that. And, you know. When you're saying you were world. a prime example. Well, because that's like I said, I mean, I worked at it. And in baseball, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, I was an average player. I mean, you know, everything I got, I was not – you know, I didn't have any God-given talent. I was not just the fastest, the strongest, and that, you know. But I'll tell you, every day in high school, I mean, I would make, make it a point. Every day after we got done with practice, I would take 300 cuts every day after practice. I mean, that's just the way I did things. And so I developed my, myself into a, a good player. I, you know, I wouldn't say a great player, just an average player that, that had the opportunity to, to go on and play. And it's like I said, the, the thought process wasn't, I got to work really hard, take these 300 cuts, because one of these days I'm going to go play for OU and play baseball. I never thought that. I was like, I want to be the best I can be to help the team win because I want to win a state championship. The team I want to win. Yeah, I want to win. I want this team to win. I want this team to be successful. And that was the whole goal. I mean, I, I'll, I mean I'm, that's the honest truth. To play college. And then wasn't... all of a sudden, you know, I didn't even think I could play in college. I mean, really, I didn't. And. You know, when people started calling and Coach, you said, hey, you know, I've had some people call. Are you interested in playing? And I'm like, playing what? Like, you know, like, what are you talking about? I, you know, and he's like, well, you know, so-and-so's, you know, they've talked to you, you know, talked and said they want to talk to you and da-da-da. And I'm like, you think I can play in college? I mean, I asked him. And he's like, oh, absolutely, yeah. And he was, was your like, football yeah. coach? Well, no, Coach Hughes was the baseball coach. Oh, he, the he baseball was the ninth coach. Grade. Yeah. Sorry. yeah, he was the baseball coach. And um, – you know, one thing led to another, and all of a sudden, boom, I'm, you know, I get school paid for by going and playing. And it's at Southeastern. It's not OU. It's not, you know, but it, it was a good college. I got an education, and, you know, that's the number one thing. That's what I try to tell kids. If you get an opportunity to get your education paid for, shoot, I don't care if you've got to go to anywhere. It doesn't matter if they're paying for your education because when you get hired for a job, they don't care if you graduate from Harvard or if you graduate mm -hmm. from MIT. It doesn't matter. Or Right. East Central, it doesn't matter, you know, if you're if you're qualified for the job, they're going to hire you, mm -hmm. you know, that type of thing. So, but, you know, it, it is what it is. So, oh, I, I, I've, uh, like I said, 
a personal experience of watching my kids, you know, mm -hmm. you coach them and, and those kind of things. And I feel like there were, you know, Gavin had some good, some really great, he didn't realize what they were, but some turning points in, yeah. in his ability to play the game. Because he's not a, as a young kid, he was not a physical football player. No. He, you know, yeah, I, I, mean, I would agree. And, and I'll, I'll, I mean, and that's the biggest, and a lot of big rewarding is when you see him in the high school level and you see the way, how they play and what they're doing now. I mean, it's it's very rewarding to see where you started with that little guy when he was a, yeah. a seventh grader and you didn't know what he was going to turn into or what he was going to do. And, you know, and there's times that, that I'm surprised at some of them. I'm like, man, I didn't know that guy had it in him, you know? Right. You know, that type of thing. Well, that's so. what Ben and I talked about it several times uh, before he had Kaysen start playing football, he was kind of feeling around, want to make mm -hmm. sure he's making the right decision oh, and that I kind know. of thing, you know? So we were talking about it and, and of course, in my experience with my kids, I can't speak for anybody else, but I'm glad that I had mine play young. Oh, I, I am too. I, I'm not I, saying yes. everybody should. I'm not saying no, all I'm, kids I'm, should do it. But for us, our experience has been positive. And I mean, mm -hmm. I mean as a family, because we, we I look at it as a, it's a family thing. We've been playing ball since those boys were four years old. Since they could walk. Right? Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean. We're the um, same way. So it, it's, it's one of those things, and I'm very careful. And Ben, though, I've talked about this even on the podcast. I'm real careful about who I let uh, in my kids' heads. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm no, no, no. I, I don't disagree there. I mean, and at the end of the day, I mean, you're a parent and you want what's best for your kid. And you want positive influences yeah. in your life, you know, and you want them. I mean, you're like any other parent. You want it being taught to them the right way. I mean, you know, oh, it's a big encouragement it's, whenever it's, you hear you know, something that they, they say that you said yeah. that I would have said. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? yeah, I'm no, like, no, no. OK, we're on the it, right and track. It, and, it, you know, and it is big like that. And it's like I said, and I tell people when they ask me, you know, about playing football as a third grader, starting baseball when you're eight or six or, you know, whatever, basketball. And I'm like, you know, if you don't do it, you'll be behind. Sure. I mean, it, Nowadays, it's a reality. Sure. It's a reality. And not to say that you can't get caught up, but it's a reality that when they step in as seventh graders, I mean, I'll be honest with you, unless, unless they're just a phenomenal athlete and just, you know, just this, that, or the other, you can tell the ones that have played. And they're mm -hmm. typically the ones that, you know, get to play. I mean, that's, that's playing. I mean, yeah. you know, it, just because they know the game, they know what, what to do. And they, you know, I mean, like I said, physical maturity sometimes helps some other kids that maybe haven't played that they get out there. But, I mean, that's what I encourage people. And in the football aspect, I mean, so many people, they think that they watch, you know, Saturday college football, they watch Sundays, and they're like, well, I'm in concussion. I don't want my kid to get hit. And I'm like, you've obviously never watched a third-grade football game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you think that's going to happen, then you're sadly mistaken. You know, it's more huggy bear and, you know, that type of thing. Now, man, they may fall down and hit their head on the ground. I mean, you're more apt probably to get hurt wrestling around with their brother in the living room than they are playing football. <laughs> And, or before you know, the game. Or before the game, absolutely, yeah. I mean, like we did this year, the yep. kid, you know. only injury we have came before yeah. the game. Before the game, It had nothing yeah. to do with football. Uh, yeah. Oh, I remember <laughs> you talking about Gashed his eye. But, you know, that kid, he's – there's not very many kids went that would do Went to the hospital. What, went to the hospital, got, sold, got stitches, and came, came back. back and played the game. I mean, I was Jeez, like – you know, I was like, that's phenomenal. I mean, <laughs> that kid's going to be successful. I'm going to yes. tell you, he's got toughness. He's got all the stuff that you need – as a person to be successful in life. Yeah, I mean, as a determination. You know, when he came that, back, that it kind was of like, thing. you know, of course I'm here. All he's the other kids. Ready to exactly, go. Exactly. Yeah. All yeah. the kids are looking at him like. <laughs> well, well, and the funny thing about that is that, you know, their mom and dad, and they're great people, and they're like looking at it, and I'm looking, and I'm like, 
yeah, I think, do you got some, like, maybe some stuff that we can just close it up and tape it and we can play? And I'm like, yeah, I can kind of see the bone. I mean, right. or the flesh is kind of hanging, <laughs> yeah. you know. Well, let's not worry about the game. Go ahead and right. take, you know. We needed him. And they're oh, like, we well, can we go him. ahead and weigh in? And that way, you know, we can get back. And I said, well, we'll, we'll go ahead and weigh in. But I said, don't worry about, you yeah. know. Let's get this, you know, taken care of. This right. is beside the point, you know, and and we plan to know, not have him. I yeah, mean, I mean, they, we did. When they we, walked off know, to go to we, the, we, I, the I didn't know if they off. would come back. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were like, you know, we knew they would come back. We, we knew they. Know. I didn't know if he would play or not, you know, and I wasn't going to push the issue. And, and he's a good player for us. And yeah. but I mean, I'm not going to. I mean, I'm okay with losing a game to not, right. you know, to get this kid. You know, I'm not, you know, Proper by care. any means. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she never missed a beat, never complained about it, anything. No, it was came right back. And then, you know, and I've been around football for a long time, and I've never in my life seen that. And that's a fourth-grade kid. I mean, you know, nine years old. I mean, you know, that's you – Well, know. like you said, though, I mean, parenting, I, you can't lay it all at the foot of the parents. But, I mean, because the it, kid's got to get out there and do it. But you, you can tell – I can always tell the difference in what kind of – parents these kids absolutely. have by and from the first day they get out there the first oh, hit they absolutely because no. that's the eye opener it's yeah. always first day of pads yeah. everybody's got the two big helmet flopping around everybody's bumping into each other and then you run a play and you you see them take a hit yeah and it's like they cry a little bit yeah and they don't know what to think about and you're like okay let's see what he's gonna do you know and you oh, can yeah. tell people who's went hey you know to their kid when they're five years old and fall down and scrape their knee they're like get up and get out of here yeah. cry. or come here baby you know you can tell the oh, difference yeah. in oh, yeah. kids well you know? that's like i said probably people you know if they come and watch me with those guys they probably think i'm pretty harsh like i'm a jerk because <laughs> when they do that that's kind of how i i mean get up let's go you're okay yeah. you know you're fine you know that's you know you're just you know and i you know and now you know his legs turn this way or that's something different. i mean that's different yeah. but i mean when they're laying there and they're grabbing this or that and i'm like you're okay i mean it's a toughness factor i mean yeah. kids have got to learn that i mean you know the old adage are you hurt or are you injured yeah you know i say it to them all you know, the time it's, that's the thing i mean are you hurt or are you injured i mean there's a difference there's a big difference you know and with that being said you know i'm dad of the world you know being a coach my oldest son in, in football in eighth grade you know we're towards the end of the season we're practicing you know, and I take total blame for it. And, I, you know, and I just try to do it sometimes, and I quit doing it. But, you know, the last week, you know, I let the kids have a little fun. You know, they put in a lot of work. You know, they practice every day after school. You know, and what's the lineman's biggest dream? Carrying the ball. So in practice, hey, you know, I'll let the lineman carry the ball some, you know, at the end of, you know, last week of practice or something like that, last five minutes. And, and I, you know, I tell the scout team over there, I said, you know, because we'll have some big kids. And I said, you know, I tell them, hey, don't, you know, don't hit a kid at his knees. Don't, you know, don't, you know, if you can't tackle him, get out of the way. You know what I mean? It's okay. You know, we're just trying to have a little fun here. And so my kid did. And, and you know, he's just as much to blame. And he ran over a little kid one day. And, and, and then the next day he breaks it and we blow the whistle. And that little kid don't forget, you know, and he hits him right in the side of the knee. Well, he falls and he's screaming. I could tell he's hurt. I thought he broke it. You know, I'm thinking he broke it. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's stupid of me. Why did I do that? You know, and so I go over there and, you know, of course, he's not checking. There's no bone sticking out. He's not broken. He said his knees hurt. Da, da, da. And I'm like, get up. You're okay. And he walks and he's like, it's just kind of giving out. And so I was like, okay, whatever. And so afterwards, I have, you know, Baker, you know, I call him and say, hey, come look at him. He got hit in the side. Well, Baker looks at it. And he feels, he's like, it feels pretty tight. I don't feel like there's anything structurally wrong, you know, and da-da-da. And he said, but we're, it's kind of swollen, so, you know, that could be a little bit of it. Let's give it a couple of days. We'll look at it again. 
okay, you know. Well, I knew he wasn't going to play that week, you know, and da-da-da and all that stuff. So we gave it a couple weeks. He checked it again, and he, you know, he felt it. He, I think it's all right. I said, can he run? And he takes off, and he takes running. He's, yeah, I feel okay. Yeah, it feels good. It feels fine, you know. And I was like, okay. He's like, well, just let him start practicing basketball. And I was like, okay. Well, we'd go basketball, and they'd do some drills, and they'd slide and get, you know, shuffle a little bit, and he would go out on him. And, you know, he said it would hurt. And he said he'd sit down and... 30 minutes, he'd feel okay. He'd ice a little bit, he'd be okay, you know. Well, I'd do it about once a week, you know. And um, I'm just thinking, well, you know, maybe it's just still, you know, maybe give it a little bit of time. And so I talked to Baker, and he's like, I just think, I don't know what it is. I can't really tell, you know, and that type of thing. And um, so we go in there for a while, and then he goes to a birthday party, and they're like, well, we're going to run and play hide-and-seek. And I'm like, well, it's dark. I said, we well, just be careful, you know, da-da-da. And we get a call, and I'm like, hey, Gage, you know, he hurt his knee again, da-da-da. And I'm thinking, well, it just went out. And, you know, we go there, and he's like, well, it kind of felt a little different, you know, he said. But, you know, and so I was like, well, let's forget it. We'll just, we'll go get him on our eye. We'll get it shored up, make sure nothing's wrong. You know, and you're talking December 17th or something when we got the MRI. So we're talking a month and a half before we did this. And we go have the MRI, and I'm thinking, well, you know, everything's going to be all right, da-da-da. And they call back, and he's like, well, he's tore his ACL, and he's, you know, he's tore both meniscus. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Are you man. serious? I remember you know? this. And I'm just like, I'm just like, just in awe. Because, you know, I've coached, and I've seen it happen, and you're always thinking, it'll never happen to my kid. And But also, and he went, he was going on it. Yes, he played. <laughs> I mean, he played a, he played a month in <laughs> basketball. Didn't he jump over somebody? Well, at, he he at went. The party? He, well, no, he was just walking, and a kid jumped up on okay. him on his shoulders and and caught him off guard, and he kind of landed wrong. But it kind of did the same thing. But it, but they, but, but for sure, he tore it during I, football. I, I think that. Well, we don't know that for sure. Oh, but when okay. we had talked to the doctor, when I talked to Doctor Fox, when we went up there and had the surgery, and I said, you know, it's kind of weird. Do you think? And he goes, Yeah, it was probably tore this whole time. Yeah, oh, okay. and I, he said. Did it just go out every now and then? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> he was like, well, it was probably tore, you know, this whole time. And I'm just wow. like, and so, you know, and the meniscus is probably him playing on it tore the meniscus even more. And, you know, and you know, the meniscus is just the, the cushion that goes in between the two bones, your, your, you know, your femur and your, you know, all those things just to, where it's not bone on bone. And so, you know, and one was tore so bad they couldn't repair it. They had to just take it out. And they said, you don't need them, but down the road, you know, when you get older, probably going to have to have knee replacement, you know. So I'm thinking, well, you know, I feel great now. You, right. know, <laughs> you know, being the dad, being the coach, I, you know, I made my kid play a month and a half on a torn ACL, you know. And, you know, and you know, I, the thought process never crossed my mind that, you know, I thought, well, he may have something struck, you know, but nothing serious, you know. Because, you know, you think with a torn ACL, you can't do anything. Right. You can't play. You can't go do anything. And, you know. And yeah, I picture somebody falling like, down yeah, in exactly. pain every time they try yeah, to step exactly. on it And so, I mean, you know, and he's a lot tougher than I thought. You know, that's pretty, you know. But I was going to say, it speaks to being, his toughness. Yeah, definitely. I said, being a coach's kid, you know, rub some dirt on it, you're going to be okay. <laughs> right, so, yeah. And that's like I tell people. So, you know, I, I'll assure you, I, I'm not going to do anything to your kid I wouldn't do to my own. You know, right. that type of thing. So. But, you know, you talk about God making you feel about that big, you know, being the dad. And I'm like, golly, you know, and it's it's the most, you know, as a parent, you know, it's the most heartbreaking thing because you don't want your kids to be injured. You don't want your kids to have to go through anything like that. 
and you know a six to seven month process like that is right. just heart wrenching especially in high school you know and that's why or you know and, and you and that's why you try to tell kids you don't know you know play it every play like it's your last because you never know you never know when very it can be, true when it can be taken away from you just like that you know and i was fortunate enough it never happened to me but you know when it happens to your own kid you know it kind of hits you in the gut a little bit to say hey you know it's a reality you know, because you don't know if you'll ever come back from it, and you don't know if you'll ever be the same. I mean, you know. Yeah. And and not only the the, the surgery part and the rehab part of getting back, and and when he is back, and the struggle of the first year that he gets back when he's not like he was before, and he doesn't he wants to know why, you know, and you know it's 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 tough. I mean, it's tough. I'm gonna tell you, it's it's it's. I I, I don't want to see. You know, it puts a whole new perspective on that for a kid, for me, you know. And I've seen kids, and I've not seen the day-to-day process like I did with my own kid, you know. Right. I've seen the kids, but I haven't seen them right. day-to-day, like what it, how it affects, you know, daily and what it does. And, it, and it, you know, he was in great spirits. He never, you know, Yeah, faltered. he was. He never, well, from what I saw. Yeah, anyways. I mean, he never did. I mean, never one time did he question or cry or say, why me? Or, you know, and, you know, you just say... God does this for a reason. He's got a plan for you. You know, this is part of your journey. I mean, it is. You know, it's a reality. And like I said, you know, as a coach, you don't realize it because you don't see that day to day. But as a parent, when you see it, I'm telling you, it puts a whole new perspective on it, you know, of, of that that process of what it takes, you know, and that type of thing. Because even like, you know, here across, Josh, you know, Carney, Josh Carney out there, you know, I coached him and, you know, he tore his twice. And Ooh, to have man. to go through that twice, you know, I – you know, that it speaks to the toughness of a kid like him and to do what he does now. I mean, golly, man, I, I can't imagine that, you know, and for their parents and that, you know, that sake. So I but, would I would be nervous as if I had ever uh, torn one, I would be nervous about doing it again. That'd be well, another thing that'd be in my mind. And, you know? and, and that's the thing is, and I think that because they told me that, you know, it's going to take six months to a year for him to overcome the mental side of it. Sure of you know the thought process of not you know and i could see it in his play i'm not gonna lie i could see him when he played yeah i was the, gonna the, say the, you and i've never really talked about that part of you know, it so i didn't know i mean i could see it he wasn't like he was before um he's getting back there i could see it this year um he only had to wear the brace for a year we made him wear it in football because he's a lineman i was like right. you know not gonna hurt it's not gonna hurt you're yeah. not a skilled guy you're not gonna score touchdowns and run you know and but you know this is the first when he just started baseball he wants to go without it in baseball so you know and you know he's seemed to hit it running and not worried about it and so you know kind of leery as a parent you know you're, yeah. you're you know i don't you know don't say anything you don't say anything to him or anything like that but you know you're kind of leery you want it you know and uh but he hasn't missed a beat he feels you know I, back to normal you know he's he's you know and, awesome. and he's a worker. He get, he gets after it. He's not the greatest. I'm not going to say that by any means, but and he's a hard worker. And he's – it's like I said, it, it's a tribute to how he cares about the game because I don't know if he was more upset when they got beat at Carlisle than some of the kids that were seniors, you know. I mean, he's in tears and he's bawling and he never plays a snap, you know. I mean, but – it you know it means something to him, and I'm that's I'm more proud of that than him going out there and scoring eight touchdowns or you know or playing every down. Right. But to know that he's poured that much into it, and playing scout team every day, which we've all done, and 
pouring that much into it and it meaning that much to him, you know, at yeah. the end of a game, at knowing the season's over. That speaks to his character, I mean, you know, definitely. I, I, you and, know. you know, and that's, and that's what I said. And, and as a parent, I'll be honest with you, that means more than winning and scoring touchdowns and being the stud player to me. I mean, you know, and I, obviously I'm a coach and I look at it different than most people because they would rather have their kid be that guy and be on the field every down. But, um, man, I'm telling you, that, was, that made me more proud than anything. And like I said, he never played it down. He snapped a little bit, long snap for him, but he never played it down. And, you know, and it meant that much to him when it well, was over. Well, that's what I've noticed about him. Like when he comes <laughs> over, you know, when he's not practicing or whatever, and he comes over while we're practicing mm -hmm. with, with uh, Grant and Kaysen, and he just jumps right in. Yeah. And he is – I mean, he's a coach at heart. You oh, know what I mean? I, I mean, you he know. is – I'm like, dude, he is he so is. much like his dad. You yeah. know, and Gannon comes in there and he's playing around and stuff. And, and I don't know if he, – He's not like that. He's I don't not know geared if, like that. He's not. Gannon and him – and it's kind of well, crazy. Well, I didn't know if Gage was like that back when he was Gannon's age. He, but. he, he, he was not – He well, no. Gage he, is he, like, you know, I'm he, like, dude, he is – if he don't – whatever he, he wants to do, if, if he can always fall back on coaching because well, he is a natural. Well, it's kind of funny because, you know, Gage is – he's kind of built a lot like me. I mean, he's very laid back. He's very – that's how I was when I was in school, you know. And and it's funny that you say that because Coach Homer, you know, he said one day last year he's walking by, he's playing basketball, and they were in the weight room over there. And he said, I walked by, and he said, I had to take a double take because Coach Homer coached me in, in high school. And he said, I thought that was you. He Back said, he looks just <laughs> like you. He said, that is, you know, that's the typical, you know. But, you know, I'll be honest, you know, I, I really, you know, at a young age, I, I wanted to be a coach. I don't know where it came from. I don't, you know, yeah, I didn't want to be a doctor. You. I didn't want to be a lawyer. Um, now, I grew up with. Um, my uncle, Bill Ray Holt, mm -hmm. and uh, he was a coach, and so I was around it, you know, quite a bit with them. I mean, I, you know, I was the water boy, I was the ball boy, you know, and all that kind of stuff, and um, I just knew that, hey, I want to do that. It just is, you know, it, it just, that's something that I want to do. You know, I want to be involved in the sport, you know, regardless of what happens, you know, I want to I do that. And then, you know, of course, you know, you have a guy like Coach Homer, which was my coach, and he was very instrumental in me wanting to be a coach. And Coach Hughes and Coach Harmon and all these guys that I've had, they were a big part of it, you know, you know, with the way you know, I want to do that. I want to do what they're doing. I want to help kids. I want to be that, you know, that guy, and I still want to be around the sport. And, you know, and that's one thing I always tell kids that when they're in school and when they get done, I always tell them, give back to the sport what it gave to you. Mm -hmm. Whether it be coaching, whether it be somehow, you know, the sport that you love. You don't have to be a coach in high school or you don't have to, but somehow, some way, find a way to give back to the sport what it gave to you. Because I think that's important. I mean, I think that's important for those guys to do that because all the stuff that it did for you, you need to give back that to yeah. somebody else and be yeah, that be driving sure. force for right. them, you know, in whatever aspect it may be. It may not be in coaching. It may be in some other aspect. I don't know, but – you know, give back to it what it gave to you. And so, you know, I just, I mean, I don't know. I just always knew that, hey, I, I, I want to be a coach. I want to be that, you know, because I, I would ride the bus with my uncle. and We'd ride the bus, me and my cousin, and and uh, we were ball boys. And, you know, I'll never forget we were ball boys, and they were for McAllister, and we go over to Ada, and it's rainy, and Ada's really good, and they're beating the snot out of us. And, you know, they're griping at us because the ball's not – dry and me and my cousin we're like Aaron we're like 
it has nothing to do with the balls. You're just not very good. You, you know, don't tell us that. Good Lord, you try to blame it on us. Good Lord. You know, that type of you thing. You are reaching like, now. Yeah, you're like really reaching. Come on now. I mean, that ball's dry. Don't give me any crap about that. We're like looking at each other like, really? Come on, man. They're really good. You guys suck. You're not very good, so quit blaming it on us. We're not, you know, the ball's being wet or whatever you think they are. That's not a 40-point difference. I'm sorry. So, you know, that's kind of one of those stories that, you know, I'll always remember that. You know, we're just like, no, it's not us. I can assure you. <laughs> so does Gage so, want to be a coach? You know, he, he hasn't really talked about oh, okay. it. He hasn't really talked about it. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm good with that. I mean, I, oh, of course. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, he don't, you know, he don't have to have it figured out right I, yeah, now. Yeah, he doesn't. And, and you know, I would, you know, would I like for him to be a coach? I don't, I don't care. And, you know, it doesn't bother me anyway. Well, he'd definitely be good at it. Um, you I mean, know, he'll coach, he'll coach the yeah. kids. And then if, you know, he'll, he'll pull them to the side individually, yeah. you know, and say, hey, man, you know, if you do this. I mean, he's always, yeah. you know, I mean, right when he shows up, he's just he's Jumps coaching. right in there yeah. and helps them, yeah. And, and you know, and that, that kind of makes you proud, you know, yeah. that he is doing that to help those kids. And although, you know, they fight like tooth and nail, the brothers, but, you know, <laughs> he is trying to help him. He is right. trying to help and give yeah. back to what – He's done, and, and so, you know, and Gannon, I, I think the more he matures, he might be that way. I right. don't know. Yeah. But, you know, he's geared a little different. He is a little different. He's different. Well, than, that's the beauty about that having, aspect you know, of that. three boys like you well, have. And you're right. They're all different, you know. And, and you all. raise them all the same way, which you know. I mean, you <laughs> raise them the exact same way, right. typically. <laughs> and how they can be so much different is yeah. just crazy to me. It's yeah. just, it's just, you know, it's just wild. And that's what I tell my wife. That's what I tell Tina. I'm like, you know. That makes it they, fun, though, you know. Yeah, you know, it does. I mean, you don't want Keeps that cookie-cutter mold, you right. know, by any means. Yeah. But it's just crazy how you can do everything the same and raise them exactly the same, and they turn out different. I mean, they're, they, you know, the, the way they act, the way they, they socialize, the way they do stuff like that. I mean, you know, because it's like I've told Tina, I said, you know, Gage is kind of a lot like me. He's more reserved. He he's social, but he be okay. He's okay with staying at home. He he's okay with staying at home with us. You know, I mean, he is. He's you know, he's not a guy. That wants to, every time that he gets home, he's out the door, heading out the door, doing something. He's not like that. He's just. He's good with being with us, and which I'm I'm good with that because I know one of these days it won't be there. Right, it's not sure. going to be there, and. Uh, you know, but do sometimes do I say, hey, you want to go, you know, out or do, you know, and he will, he will, don't get me wrong. But now, Gannon, on the other hand, he's our social fly. He's our social <laughs> butterfly. He's our. He's like, I need to get out of here. Like, the, I'm worried that the minute he starts driving, we may never see him again. Yeah. You know, we're going to have to put stipulations like that on him, you know. So he's he's different in aspect. And I tell my wife, yeah, Gage is a lot like me. Gannon's a lot like you. You, you're Jeezy. <laughs> yeah, that, that's you right there. The social butterfly. She like is that. too. She's yeah. very, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause I, I mean, like I said, you know, what she coached Kaysen and, yeah. you know, and Grant, she coached their, their basketball for a long time. And I never yeah. really spoke a yeah. word to you. Coach I Gavin spoke, too. I spoke to, you know, I yeah. talked to Tina all well, the time. And I tell you, she gets that from her dad. And I, you know, her dad, yeah. I mean, Dale, I mean, he's a, I mean, you won't find a better human being. I'm I telling agree. you, there is a, that guy right there is unbelievable. I can't say enough about him, but he knows everybody. He talks to everybody. Right. He is a social <laughs> butterfly. I've I mean, it doesn't matter where we go. We go to eat with him. I mean, 
he's pulled up a conversation. You know that guy? Uh, I think I know him. I'm not sure what his name was. You would think they were best friends, and he doesn't know the guy's name. Yeah. I mean, he makes the guy think that they're best friends, and I'm like, well, what's his name? I can't think of what his name is. I, I mean, but you wouldn't have known that with the conversation. I mean, yeah, the yeah. guy is just, I mean, and he's phenomenal. I mean, just yeah. give you the shirt off his back type guy. I mean, just will do anything in the world for you, and, you know, and we're fortunate in that aspect. I'm going to tell you, I mean, because you hear horror stories about mother and father-in-laws and all this, and, I mean, you know, I'm pretty blessed with what, what I have. I'm not going to lie. They – they're tremendous they help us out tremendously i mean i can't say that enough by them for by any means you know as far as supporting the kids and all that with everything they do they're I mean, every, they're every they're, yes you every know, game and you know fortunate with my mom and dad too you know which they live a little harder for them they live yeah. five hours away but they they come down make a lot. time and they come yeah. down a lot and try to make things you know that they can and i mean you know they'll drive five hours and spend drive two more hours and spend a weekend in, in a tournament you know and that yeah. type of thing so you know, we're fortunate, we're blessed, and I mean, with, with that aspect, I can tell you, because you know, there's there's horror stories, you hear people, you hear stories, and oh, stuff yeah. like that, well, you to, know. To lead the life, life that, that you're leading, this is outside looking in, but I mean, you're a busy guy. I yeah. always think I'm busy until I get to paying attention to sporting events, and you guys are, you're at everything. Yeah. And you're always coaching, all, you know, and your wife well, too, you know, you guys are busy, busy. And, yeah, and I'll be honest, you know, my wife, she's kind of the rock, I mean, because I'll be honest with you, in high school, when I was doing high school football and baseball, I mean, she she's she was a trooper. I mean, because I'll tell you, in football season with, with Coach Pratt, I mean, you know, we spent lots of hours up there at the field. I mean, we, you know, we practiced till 5.30, 6 o'clock. We'd after the practice, we mandatory coaches had to sit down and watch practice video together, you know, so, you know, we're getting out of there 6.30, 7 o'clock every night, you know, that's on a regular day, on a regular practice where you're not even having to travel, go to a game, you know, get back late on a Friday night, you know, I was the video guy, I'm putting in the video, inputting it, you know, and it, you know, sometimes I may not leave till 2 a.m., go home, having to be up there in the morning at 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning for a coaches meeting with the coaches, bringing kids in, being done by 2 p.m. on Saturday, from 2 p.m. to 2 p.m. on Sunday, I, that's my free time that I had. And, you know, wow. Sunday we were back up there and we worked until we got done. It could be 10 o'clock, it could be 8 o'clock, it could be midnight, you know, and then start all over, do it the same thing the next week. And uh, and I wouldn't trade it, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, you know, she was a trooper. I mean, she, you know, she loaded the three boys up and would go to every game, um, you know, sometimes by herself. A lot of times she would ride with my uncle. Um, you know, and so, you know, with her, golly, I mean, I'm not sure, you know, that um, that I could do it, you know, with the, the time frame that I had, you know, you know, with that aspect. And, and, you know, and I'm not trying to say a sob story. I enjoyed it. I did. Right. But, you know, and that was a big part of why I stepped away and went to the junior high because of my kids, ultimately, because, you know, all my kids want is me to coach them. That's all they care sure. about. They, they don't, at whatever level, they don't, you know, it doesn't bother them. And, you know, I spend all this time with everybody else's kids and right. I'm neglecting my own. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, about 15 years into it, I'm, I think that way because my kids are getting up and I'm starting to miss things. I'm mm -hmm. starting not to be able to go watch things and, you know, be a part of things. And uh, I was just like, you know, I don't want to do that, you know, because... I'm going to turn around and they're going to be gone. Yes. And I haven't spent, you know, 
I haven't spent any time. I haven't coached them. I haven't been able to, you know, coach them on Saturdays in football. And, and I was able to do it in baseball once we got done with the high school baseball season. But, um, you know, and it just kind of hit me. And I was like, you know, I'm going to have to shift gears here a little bit, you know. And, and to do it at the level I wanted to do it at and the way I am, I'm, I'm going to do it the right – you know, I'm going to put the time in. I'm going to invest the time. I'm not – going to halfway, half-ass go into stuff and just say, I'm, I, that's not me, you know. Right. And so, and I know the time that it takes to do that. And it's just kind of one of those things that this opportunity came about. My uncle, you know, was retiring from AD. Coach Homer was going to take the AD's job. That little junior high athletic coordinator was going to come open and, you know, just kind of talked about it and just kind of jumped on it. And I haven't regretted a bit. Do I miss it? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I miss it at the high school because, you know, is there the times where I feel like, man, I could go help them. I mean, right. I, I could, there's some things I could help them with. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I have those aspects. And I, I miss, you know, the biggest thing that you miss is the camaraderie with the coaches because you have just really good times, just hanging out, you know, when we're up there and we're – breaking down film and it, you know just the and just the stuff that goes on in there that you know you just that's the kind of stuff you miss you know you just miss because you spend a lot of time with those guys I mean you know they become your family I right mean, you spend as much time with them as you do your own wife and your own family you know so I mean you create a lot of bonds as, as coaches I mean you do I mean and it's tough as a coach when another coach leaves I mean because I mean, you spent some time with that guy. You care about that guy and their family, you know. I mean, so it's tough. I mean, it's, you know, it's tough at that aspect. But that's the big part that I miss is um, just being around those guys, being around the coaches and, the, you know, just the fun that you have. And, you know, because we have fun. I mean, we're, you know, we're not always jerks and yelling and screaming a lot of the time. Right. Because we'd always <laughs> joke, you know, before we'd always go out for practice, we'd have to designate who's going to be the good cop, bad cop that day. Because not everybody can be the bad cop. I mean, you can't. You right. can't not. I mean, kids aren't going to respond to that. I mean, you can't, like, you can't go chew out so-and-so and me go right behind him and chew him out, and then this next coach go chew him out. I mean, so we had it designated, you know. You're going to chew him out. I'm going to go in there and say, hey, okay, let's go. I'm going to be the good and guy. And y'all would switch it up? And we would switch That's it up. That's great because so, you, I mean, the kids would never know. You just what. can't. You, well, I mean, and it's, and it's a reality. I mean, you yeah. can't. Kids aren't going to respond to that. Right. I mean, they're not going to respond to a coach getting after them and then you turning around and getting after them again and getting after them again. Right. You got to have somebody to swoop in there and say, hey, it's okay. Let's yeah. go. We got to get to, you know, you got to have that coach to come in there and, and jump in there and say, hey, you know, you're good. Let's go. We made a mistake. You know, you got to jump in there and be that good guy that, you, you know, to do that because they don't respond that way. And, and, and that's like I said, and I see it a lot. Not just, not our coaches all the time, but I mean, other teams. Where I'm just like, I mean, you're gonna chew him out. Then he's gonna walk over there. You're gonna chew him out. You're gonna chew him out. I this mean, this kid's gonna he's gonna melt. Is that just for show? I mean, because it's not. Yeah, he's right. gonna he's gonna fold. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna melt. I mean, and there's kids that it doesn't affect. Don't get me wrong, but you know, it doesn't. You know, it affects a lot of those kids. I mean, you got to swoop in there, and somebody's got to be the good guy, and somebody's got to jump in there, and you know, and. And you got to have that fine mix as coaches. I'm telling you, you can't. Not everybody can be the, the bad cop. I mean, you can't because kids are gonna, kids are gonna not. They're gonna play, kind of scared, kind of afraid to make a mistake. You know, if you're always everybody's always chewing on you. You know what I mean? Sure. You yeah. know, because like I tell them, the worst thing you can do as a coach is you gotta let kids 
be players. You got to let you know within the realm of your your scheme that you're wanting to do. You know, you you got to let them be players. You got you, you you can overcoach a kid a little bit. Yeah. And you know, if you're trying to scream and yell and uh, you got to do this, you got to do that. You know, hey, you know somebody's got to swoop in there and say you're going to be good. Let's go. Let's you know tell them hey we're going to re- we're going to make it right. We're going to do it right. So. And but you know that's the whole aspect of you know really because everybody asks me well you know you're up there, you know why didn't why aren't you the head coach why aren't you this and I, I know the time that it requires and, and you know I'm I you know I've been close to saying you know yeah maybe I should but I know that the time that it requires and you know and I have kids and and you know do I want to be selfish and say yeah I'm gonna go be the head coach yeah if I had the opportunity yeah. But I also have kids, and you know, and I want to be a part of their life. I want to be a part of what they do, and I want to be able to not be tied down and say, "Hey, I can go down to Durant and watch them play seventh grade basketball," you know, yeah. that type of thing, and not be tied down to coaching this sport or that sport, you know. And so, you know, it's awesome to to, to know because uh, it, it's I wouldn't say it's necessarily rare but it's it's uh not as common and i'm the same way i mean i can identify yeah. with everything you're saying yeah. from from my job's perspective of trying to make sure i'm making moves ahead where i can be there mm-hmm. for my kids mm-hmm. so so i get what you're saying i mean it's it's and it's all too uncommon i guess i'd say mm-hmm. you know what i mean from what i see uh i think it's fortunate it makes me feel better uh, about you coaching my kids you know that you have that in your head, you know, you're, you're actually thinking about what you're doing. Yeah, no, 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 you know? yeah, absolutely, so. yeah. I mean, that's like I said, I mean, you know, and you don't, I mean, it's hard to say, but so many people judge you by how you coach and how you do this, but there's so much more to it. I mean, you just get to see me or get to see a coach, not necessarily me, in, in a two-hour game or whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You know, that type of thing, and you can't always judge a book by its cover, you know what I mean? You can't always do that, and – you know, and and I'm not the egotistical guy. I'm not – I'm the first that will take the blame that if we're not winning or we're not doing things right or we need to do things – I mean, I'm, I'm the first to take the blame and things need to change with me before – you know, that type of thing. And and I'm not hung up on the next job and the next job. And, and there's lots of coaches like that. I mean, there is. There's lots of coaches. I mean, I've had – numerous opportunities of people calling me offering me jobs to go other places and you know and there's times where I've talked to my kids because it could be a substantial pay raise you know and I talk to my kids and they're like no you can go but we're going to stay here and and I'll be honest with you and, I, and you know when I grew up my mom and dad were hardworking. you know my dad was an electrician he's a lineman you know high lines and and he worked you know he worked his butt off to, you know but we're just you know, we lived on the north side of town. I was lucky if I had a ball glove. Not that I ever did with anything, you know what I mean? But, you know, we were making ends meet. You know, every every month my parents would do what they could to, you know, put food on the table. And, I, you know, by any means I was never neglected. I got everything I wanted for the most part. And I knew that I'm not going to ask for another glove. I'm not going to ask for a bat. I know we can't afford that. I mean, I know, and you know, I wasn't dumb to the fact to say, I want that bad. I want this, you know, and, but I do recall when I was a ninth grader, um, my dad, he's, you know, I could tell something was going on, you know, he's talking to my mom and 
So they said, he set me and my sister down, they talked to him, and, and he had the opportunity to go work for PSO, but it was going to be in Tulsa, in Sepulpa. And it was, you know, a substantial pay raise for us, for our family, you know, which would have been big for our family. And I said, no, I want to stay here. I want, you know, I want to graduate here. I want to play at McAllister. I want, you know, this type of thing. And, and my dad didn't take the job. I mean, and so, and like I said, it was, you know, takes a lot. Uh, you know, like I said, it was going to be a substantial pay raise yeah. probably of what he was getting here. <clears throat> it's hard to turn that down. And it's hard to, as, as a parent, to, you know, because you're the well-being of your family, right. you know. And for him to do that, I mean, I mean, that says a lot about him, you know. And, you know, and that's kind of where I get mine. And, you know, and that's why I haven't done that because I didn't want that as a kid. And I don't want to do that to my kids. And everybody's like, well, they'll be okay. They'll, you know, they'll. But. Yeah, but when I you tell your kid, yeah, yeah, when you tell I your kids, oh, we can have so much more, and yeah. not really say it in that in that way, but they know they exactly. can have so much more because absolutely. you would never want to take them away from McAllister, and yeah. for them to say no, that says a lot. Yeah, absolutely, and 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 you know of what they have and their friendships and the people that are yes. here, the bonds that they have formed, and and so you know, I I mean, I'll listen to people when they call me, but at the end of the day, I'm gonna, you know, I'm not gonna leave probably. I mean, right. you know. Yeah, unless Bob Stoops calls or Lincoln <laughs> Riley or, you know, I might think about that. I might, you know, commute or whatever. They can stay here, <laughs> right. you know, uh, you know, that type of thing. But um, just do that after you know, case and graduation. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And that's like I said, I, I want my kids to be in a place and I, I want this place to be good. I want it to be the best. And, you know, and that's my goal, you know, and that's why I'm still coaching. That's why I'm down there. That's why I coach kids at a young age. I mean, you know, I don't really, I mean, I'm not trying to, to get an all-star team together. I'm trying to get kids that are going to go to McAllister because I know at the end of the day, I mean, if, you know, and you can't guarantee that, but if they're in McAllister, you know, and right. I'm trying to better those kids so when they get up there, you know, that's going to help us be more successful. Yes. I mean, can you go out and get a kid here from Hartsarn and Wilburton and Kyle Wall and, you know, you can go all these places and get an all-star team. But I'm like, in the long run. In the long run, I mean, and I love some of these coaches around here. I know them, but, like, I'm not one to take these two kids from Hartsarn and make Justin James's great baseball program better. I want them, you know, I want them to be here. So, I mean, you know, my ultimate goal is not to go win a Little League State Championship by any means. If we do that, that's awesome. I mean, that's great. And it's a tribute to the kids and the parents, not me. But, I mean, my goal is to get these kids, to teach the kids to play the game the right way. And hopefully when they get into high school, they're going to be successful and be successful, be part of a successful program. I mean, that's what I want. You know, that's the ultimate goal of why I do things, not to get my kid a college scholarship. Because if that was my goal, I would take my kid to an elite team and I would play on that team every weekend and all this stuff. And that's all I would care about is him. But that's, you know, that's not my goal. Matter of fact, you know, my kid will take a backseat to these other kids sometimes to get them better. You know, and that's a reality, you know. So, um, you know, you're only as good as your whole your whole part, you know, the parts that you have there. So, you know, that's my main goal of why I do it and what the, why I want, I want kids to be successful. Well, I can I, attest to that because feel, you, when you came to me, at mm -hmm. the, you know, during the basketball that first year and you said, hey, we're putting a team together. And I said, uh, Kaysen is not ready for that. And you were like, 
Just bring him. Yeah. You know, I mean, just yeah. bring him. I mean, and it's I'd, like I said, you're never ready. You're, you know, right. you're never ready. And but if like, you were trying to put an all-star team together. If I was together, trying to put an all-star team together, I'd try to right. go get the best players around yes. here. And I'd be searching for them guys. I mean, you know, your number one thing, if you're going to, you know, coach little kids and little guys, you're looking for parents. Because ultimately, they're the, they're the backbone. They're going to be the ones that get them to practice. They're going to be the ones that get them to the games. And so, you know, I'll take a good set of parents with a good kid over a great athlete with bad set of parents, just, you know, because right. you never know if they're <laughs> going to show up. You never know if they're going to be there. You're always on the edge of your seat of whether, I don't know, is he going to show up today? Is he going to get here on time? Is he, you know, I mean, that that's, you know, and it's a reality. I will take, you know, a good set of pe people and parents and kids and, you know, over, you know, I don't care what their skill level is, you know, we, we'll, we'll, we'll get you there. We'll work work with you. Right. I'm not going to say I'm going to make you Mike Trout or anything like that. Right. But, I mean, you know, we're going to get with the ability that you have, I'm going to try to get everything out of you. And so, you know, that's why the, you know, and that's, that's the, that's why it's so hard for me sometimes when people call and say, hey, I want to be on your team and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm full. I, you know, if I know of anybody and I try to find teams for them, but, I mean, it just eeks me sometimes that, you know, I have to do that because, but I just, in reality, I can't, I just can't take a whole bunch or it's going to hurt everybody, you know, right. the ones that I have, you know, and so that's, it, it just, that, that eeks me a little bit that I can't get more people involved and, you know, and it's tough. And I feel for the kids that, that, that don't get those opportunities. And that's why I try to stress to these kids that I do have how lucky they are with the parents that they have, because that's a reality that parents are selfish because they don't put kids on teams because they don't want to eat up their weekend. How am I going to go to the OU game every weekend? Man, How I've heard it go a to million times, yeah. You know, I'm so and, tired of coming to practices. But, you, and I'll be honest with you, they're the first ones to complain when their kids aren't playing. Right. I mean, you can't have both. I mean, you can't, you know, if you're going to invest time, I get it if you're upset. But if you're not investing any time and that's going to be your excuse, you can't complain when they're not as successful or doing what you feel like they need to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's, and, it, and that's part of it because even in the junior high, I mean, we're not going to take a kid that's never played before and turn him into a superstar. I mean, it's, it's not a, we can't, I mean, that's, that's, it takes time. It's a process. I mean, that's what it doesn't happen expect. overnight. It doesn't happen in two weeks. It doesn't happen in two or three seasons. I mean, it's a process. I mean, it is. I mean, and that's, that's the hardest thing to get across to parents is, that, you know, it's a process. I mean, and, and you know, if your kid's working hard and doing everything he's supposed to do every day, it may not pay dividends this week or next week or next year. It may be two years down the road. But if he's doing everything right, I can promise you somewhere down that road it's going to pay dividends. He's going to be the player that maybe you want him to be, you know, if he's doing it the right way. And that's the hardest thing to, to tell parents, to, to tell them whenever they call and they're upset about their kids that, that aren't playing or, that you know, whatever. And, you know, and they – when is the right time for competitive athletics? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a specialist in anything like that. Um, I know it's got to start sometime. I mean, it has to be because um, losing is a habit just like winning. And – if your main goal is to get, make everybody happy and to play everybody, then you're not going to be a successful program. I mean, it's just a reality. I mean, you're not. I've never seen a program like that. I mean, I've never seen it. And, you know, we're going to try to put the best kids out there. Does that mean they're always going to be the best kids when they get older? No. 
doesn't mean that. But everybody's going to play a role, and your role is as important as the guy that's carrying the ball every time or the guy that's pitching every game or every other game. Your role is just as important as that guy, and you've got to embrace that role because it's going to change every year. I mean, it is because teams are different. Teams are different. This year, you may have been the third receiver that they threw the ball year. Next year, you may be the go-to guy. Who knows? Maybe you may be a defensive guy next year, not even play offense. I don't know, you know. But you've got to embrace that role, and it's hard. It's hard because they change. And you've got to embrace that role and, and, and trust that they're doing the right thing. And, you know, and it's hard at the junior high level because you feel like you're putting them in a position where they might play in high school and it could completely change. Their body style could change. And that's the hardest part, I think, down there is to say, this kid is going to be an outside backer. This kid's going to be a receiver. And they are now, but they change. Well, you see it all the, the time changes. in the, in, the co in college or in mm -hmm. NFL when they say so-and-so used to be a college quarterback and he broke the record at his school. And you didn't even know he was a freaking quarterback. All you've known him as is a wide receiver. Yeah. You know, and it's like this dude can throw the ball. Yeah, absolutely. But he's not throwing the ball. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a reality. And, I, I, you know, in teams that win, you know, you, you got to sacrifice your own whatever outcome, your own personal goals to help the team win. At the end of the day, that's the, that's the number one thing, I think. You know, but – the further we go and the longer I coach, it gets further and further away. I mean, that's like it seems like it drifts further and further away. It's more about your personal goals and what you want to do and and those type of things. And I think it and has the, a, And you've seen that I've seen it firsthand. As, I've seen it firsthand, and I've seen it. It gets, like I said, it gets worse and worse every year. I mean, it, it gradually grows every year is that, you know, and that's all they hear. That's all they see. That's all they, you know, that's all they know. That's, I mean, everybody, if you don't do this, you're not going to do this. And, and it's like I tell people, it doesn't matter what your stats are because when college coaches come in here and ask or to recruit a kid, they don't say, well, what's his stats? They never ask about stats because there's so many different realms of, like, you know, and, and, and by no means am I knocking the kid from Canadian. He's a phenomenal athlete. I can't remember what his name is. The quarterback that, mm -hmm. that yeah. was phenomenal. You I know what I mean? I can't think his name either, but I know who But he's a phenomenal about. athlete, and he's a great player. But he's playing eight-man football at a, at a Class B school. Um, the numbers that he puts up there probably are going to be a little different if he's at 5A or if he's in 4A or if he's in 6A. So – the numbers can be skewed a little bit. And so those college coaches don't come in here and ask that. And that's what so many people think. Well, I've got to get my numbers up there. I've got to get my stats up there. I've got to get this. No. I mean, they first of all are going to go look at your grades to see if they can recruit you. That's the number one oh, man, thing. Man, I tell my kids that all the time. the number yeah. one thing is they say, let me see their transcript. Before they even talk to the kid, they look at the transcript. And if he's not going to qualify and his grades aren't, they turn around and leave. They leave. They don't even – they don't care what kind of player he is. If he can't qualify, you know – Who cares? Yeah, basically, cares? I mean, that, they I'm wasting my time, basically. I'm going to get out on, on down the road. Yeah, and, he's going to be a headache later on. Yeah, and and, 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 and that's a reality. He's going to put your you team know? at a – you know. And so, I mean, and that's what people think. I mean, they, they want to know – and I'll be more nowadays than ever. College coaches want to know how their parents are. Yeah, really? More than ever. I've – 10, 15 years ago, I never heard a college coach ask about parents. Nowadays, that's a question they ask. How are their parents? 
Yeah, the family dynamics a lot different. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, you and I are really close in age. I think. Yeah, and um, so forty three. When'd you graduate? Ninety five. That's when I graduated. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and and that's what I mean is like, you and I can kind of see this in the same way as, um, the parenting dynamic or the family dynamic has changed. I know definitely since I graduated high school. Oh, yeah. As far as like you're saying, kids getting affected. Um, by what's going on at home as far as their, you know, the parents being split up and, and a lot of things can contribute to kids' behavior, mm -hmm. to their grades, oh, to, you know, I've guarded it really hard on mine, tried to, yeah. um, ups and downs on that part of it. But, uh, but I can see what you're saying though, um, about how now as coaches, um, there's a lot, lot to think about oh, yeah. as far as, a, as a kid's mentality moving into it, gifted, I, since I've been here watching uh, high school sports and my sons got into high school, I watch these kids, super talented, yeah, mm -hmm. unbelievably talented athletes. And mentally, I already know. You know, I'm like, this kid's got no work ethic. Mm -hmm. He's got he he's going nowhere. Oh, you yeah. know, and, you know, and Gavin's like, uh, this dude is. Da -da -da. I'm like, dude. Yeah. He does, he's not going to go anywhere. I'm sorry. You know, don't yeah. pattern yourself after him. Absolutely. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying my son's better than him. Yeah, That's absolutely. Not I mean. No, no, no. But I I'm know like, exactly what you're talking about. But I'm like, yes, he's very gifted, but he's got so many other things going on up here that he's, he won't go, man. He won't do, he won't do much. Yeah. Oh, he's no, too I, much, too much to climb over. You I, know? I've, I've, I've seen it. I mean, I've seen it happen numerous times. I yeah. mean, I've seen some phenomenal athletes never get out of this town because of the dynamics that they come from or that they live in or, or their work ethic or the stupid stuff that they do, you know, throughout their career, their high school career that, that affects them. They don't understand that it affects you when these guys come in because, you know, with the way social media and everything is nowadays, they're not going to take a person that's going to be a liability for them that they're like sure. a loose cannon, you know. I mean, they're not going to do that. And that's what you try to tell kids. And, you know, and, you know, I'm not dumb to the fact that, you know, we all did the same stuff. There was just no social media. There was You're no right. phones. There was no cameras. There was no, you know. Thank I mean, because I, I can tell yeah. you, you know, there's times where if there was people that we saw with cameras, like these old cameras, we were like, nah. Right, you know, yeah. out of here, man. we don't want no proof, you know, right. that type of stuff, you know, that type of thing. And Nowadays, there's a camera in everybody's pocket. It, or, it's or everybody's like hand. I said, yeah, and it's crazy because you I mean, it's be just careful. like at this school, you know, if something happens, you know, that's how you find out about it because somebody videos it and sure. it gets on social media, and then a parent sends it up there, and then you know, right. And I'm like, Holly. I mean, and back in those days, you know, it didn't happen. You know, I mean, it didn't happen and oh, that, yeah. that kind of stuff. And you and which is sad for these kids nowadays, because you have to guard yourself on that so much more than what you did back when we grew up, you know, because you could get away with a lot of things and nobody ever knew about it. Right. Nobody ever knew, you know. Yeah. But nowadays you do one little thing. It's posted all well, over the world. I, I watch forensic files a lot. Right. And it's like old. You know, it's back in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s and stuff, mm -hmm. you know, and you're watching these episodes and they're talking about, you know, whatever, you know, this murder that's happened or whatever. And they asked this guy's whereabouts and he was at the bar, you know, and, and people, I'm like, you know, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, well, just pull up his cell phone. Exactly. And, yeah. Oh, wait, there was no cell, <laughs> cell phone. Back yeah, then, exactly. You know? <laughs> pull up his GBS. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, Man, that, we had it made back then. I know. You know? <laughs> you, you, and, and you're right. I mean, because like I said, the stuff that they have to guard against, we never had to worry about. Oh, yeah. And, Gavin, it's, and it's a lot on kids. Man. Gavin learned it pretty early. Um about getting uh not paying attention to where he's at and who's doing what oh yeah you know i, I 
his his mom somebody sent her a video of him and uh he was at this little party and he's dancing he's having this good time and all this kind of thing like that well she sends it to me she's really upset and she wants me to do something about it of course you know and i'm like okay i'm looking at the video and i'm like you know and this is before he could drive or anything he's pretty young you know i mean i say he was ninth grade i think so i kind of put it on him like uh i pick him up from school and I got it pulled up on my phone. So when he gets in, he's like, hey, what's up? I'm like, hey, how you doing, man? He's like, I go, dude, somebody, you got to see this video. Dude, it is awesome. I said, just look. I said, it's ready to play. Just push play. And he goes, he pushes play. He looks down at it. And he goes, it just oh, everything yeah. fades off. Oh, yeah. And I was like, dude, I hammered him over. You know what yeah. I mean? He got in huge trouble. And I was like, number one, you don't need to be doing what you're doing. And number two. Pay attention. Yeah. Everybody's got a camera, goofball, you know? I mean. Well, and and and, and you hate that because, you know, kids got to be kids. Too. Yeah, kids sure. want to have fun. Sure. I mean, I, I, you know, to that aspect and, you know, and it's like, I, you know, I've told mine, you know, my oldest, you know, he's sophomore, he's driving. And, I, you know, I tell him, I said, I know it's a reality. There's, there's alcohol. There's going to be alcohol at places. You're going to get, you know pressured into doing whatever you know and i said you know but you know if you're you're drinking alcohol you know i don't want you to do it number one but if you are doing it never get in a car never get in a car with sure. anybody that is doing it you can always call i mean don't ever i, I think that so many you don't want to push them away to think oh i can't tell them i, I got to make sure i get home before right and i'll be home i'll, and, I'll be fine to drive and, and i don't want my kid to be like that you know and and, and i don't i want them to know that I'm, i mean i'm your dad i'm not your friend i'm not gonna you know oh yeah let's go drink a beer together let's go you know no but i want them to feel comfortable too that you know am i going to be disappointed absolutely but i'll be i'm okay with being disappointed with you being home safe instead mm, of in the hospital definitely. or dead i mean you know and that's reality and and i you know and you hate that because if nobody would ever videoed it you would have never knew about it right and you wouldn't have to come down on him over something, you know, that's probably, you know, it's a big deal, but it's not that big a deal. I mean, it is, but it isn't, you know. Well, all the kids our age, when we were and, that age, were doing yeah, all that crazy I, stuff. I mean, that's what I said. And, and, and I mean, you know. Well, you know, you're watching him do something that you know is, it, it's hard for people to get sometimes, that it's, yeah. it's normal. But, and so on that end of it, though, it's like that balance of, yeah, exactly. hey, man. You know, well, and you got to kind of crack down because you can't let it go to a blind eye, sure. but to the point where it's not, I'm taking this away for 10 years and yeah. you can't ever do this again. And you, a punishment that's, you know, I think that's acceptable for the crime. You know, right. I mean, if you're doing something really, I mean, you know, if it's something like that, okay, we'll talk to you this time after that, you know, hey, we can't do that. Just, you are going to do it. Be aware of where you're at and who you're around. Right. You know, because they're going to video everything you do. I mean, yeah. especially if you're doing something stupid or silly or, you know, and, you know, that type of thing. But, you know, I still think kids got to be kids, too. And, I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm promoting them to go out and party and drink and do drugs. No, I'm not that. But, I mean, kids are going to make mistakes. And you learn from that kind of stuff. I mean, they need you to know, they on need, some level. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they got to learn that. They have to because, I mean nobody's perfect did i do stupid stuff that people would probably be like you did that I mean, yeah i did i mean right we were I, all kids i mean at we're one all point. that you know we were all kids. it wasn't a good decision but yeah no yeah. it wasn't but did i do it yes i did i mean i did i'm gonna own up to it it's okay you know i mean yeah. you know it made me a better person now you know right. 
And, you know, not that I'm promoting them to do all that stuff, but I do know that kids are going to be kids, too. I mean, they're going to be kids. You can't, you know, safeguard them in, on everything. You can't put them in a bubble. you got to trust them. You know, you yeah. have to trust them. You right. have, because you can't be at their every beck and call. Mm -hmm. You can't be everywhere they're at. I mean, you have to trust your kids to, that they're going to make the right decisions, hopefully. And sometimes are they going to make wrong decisions? Absolutely, they right. are. It's, yeah. it's, it's going to happen. But, um, you know, I'm just those satellite parents. I just can't. I mean, you know, I, I, those people, they drive me crazy sometimes. I'm like, they're going to be okay. It's okay. It's okay if he drives across the highway. It's okay, you know. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's going to be fine. You know, it, you know, it's one of those things that they're going to have to learn. I mean, you can't, you can't safeguard them against everything. That, that's another thing about playing sports in general, whatever sport it is that you want to play. I, I don't want to, but I tend to lean more on football as far as. Oh, I mean, um, always everybody has their favorite. I well, mean, there's no, and, and it's fine. I mean, you know. Well, I, and from and a learning aspect. And you learn, yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. that thing, there's so many things that apply. Uh, you know, that's why I'm so glad mine play ball because uh, just like that, those, those times whenever it's the hardest, I've seen Gavin turn corners. Um, like the instance we were talking about earlier about him, it, that well, changed something in well, him. I'm t he probably wouldn't ever do it again. He'd never take him off himself off the field, I'm sure, unless he's got some bone right. sticking out or something like that. I mean, yeah. I scarred him for life on that note. No, but, I mean, <laughs> it was a good thing for him. Those and, those scars are the good kind. Yeah, no, no, you know no. Yeah, I mean, well, and you got to learn those lessons. And sometimes it's like I told people, you know, to me, you know, sometimes you got to – and not that you want to, but sometimes you're going to lose a game to learn a lesson. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you're going to have to go through some, which is going to make, because, you know, at the end of the day, guys, I mean, we're not professional coaches. We're not making, you know, we are making a living of it. But, you know, obviously my, most of my salary is paid from what I do in the classroom. Or in, I mean, the stipends that you get paid as a coach, you'd laugh at, you know, that type of thing. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're trying to mold men. You're trying to mold them into men and to be better, productive, you know, human beings. Like, you know, as a coach, your biggest joy is to see this kid being a productive citizen with a wife and a kid than to see him play in the NFL. Sure. You know what I mean? I mean, that's that's what you want because, I mean, it's a reality. I mean, you know, since I've been here, one kid has played in the professional level that I coached, that I had a part, you know, in coaching, you know, and it was nothing that I did. I mean, they're God-given talent, you know, and – so, I mean, they're very rare, and people think that, hey, when they're – everybody thinks when their kid's 8, 9, 10 years old, they're going to play Major League Baseball. <laughs> they're going to play in the NFL. I'm like, yeah, they sure they are. <laughs> you know, 1% of the population. And, and there's nothing wrong to strive for that goal. Right. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm all for that, you know. I'm being – but, you know, that's okay for the kid to think that. Right. But as a parent – you 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 help the kid along the way with those dreams and those aspirations do everything you can to help him but you got to understand in the long run you're learning lessons as you go and you're going to be turning yourself into a better productive more human you know human being whatever you want to say man right. woman whatever and that's the number one goal. I mean, you know, because well, isn't that what coaches look for too in college at the college level is they look for multiple sports. Oh yeah, no, 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 absolutely. You know, and that's and I think what we a lot talked of about. Now they just want to push their their kid well, in one sport. I don't know if it's necessarily just the kid. I think it's more the parent. Um, I've seen more of the of the parents pushing the kid than the kid, um, because I'm pretty sure that when a kid is young and he's growing up, he wants to play everything. 
I mean, they all watch. I mean, you, you watch basketball, you watch right. baseball, you watch football. I mean, they all enjoy watching it, mm -hmm. if, you know, if they're into sports. And, you know, I think it's, it's a thing that a parent puts into their head that, hey, you know, we, we got to start just playing baseball or basketball or football because you got to get a scholarship, and we're not going to get a scholarship if you're not out there just playing this sport. Yeah. And that's the farthest and from the truth, right? And that's farthest from the truth. Yeah. I mean, that is – I mean, and, and look at the numbers. Look at the statistics. Look at the number of kids that are at – even the high levels of, of – or even the Division twos and JUCO levels, you know, they all played multiple sports. Look at all the professional athletes. I mean, the, new, the amount of those guys that played three sports, I mean, you know, and why people think that specialization is going to turn you into this world beater. Because – and I tell people, your talent is your talent. You're going to tap out what ability you have in your body. Some is more than others. I mean, it's a reality. It mm -hmm. is. I mean, you know, some people, you have the work ethic, you do everything right, but your ability and that body that you have, you've tapped it. You, there's no, I mean, you're at your limit, you know, and your limit is maybe playing high school and being mm -hmm. a good high school player. You know, it may be college and being a good college player, whatever, you know, but, I mean, you're only going to go as far as what your genetics, you're at, you know, I mean, because – be honest, the people that are in the NFL, I mean, genetically, I mean, they're they're there. Sure. They're they're they've got all the, the the it factors. I mean, you know, they're all fast, they're all big, they're all strong. You know, they may be short or you know maybe a little under the the average player height or whatever you say or you know whatever. But they all have that it factor or they wouldn't be there. Right. You know, and so you know that's the hardest thing to tell parents that you know. Your kid's level of play is dictated by his ability of what he's got. I mean, he can work hard and he can do everything every day and work his tail off and he can work his way into that next level, you know, of whatever it may be. But at eventually it's going to come to an end. I mean, there's, you're going to tap it out. And sure. I'm, I'm at my max. I can't go any further. I mean, when I was in college and my, my senior year of college and I, I had a successful, you know, I, I was successful. I did some good things. I did some bad things, you know, as far as playing sports. But when I was a senior and my last game, I knew I was done. I knew I was, I was over. I knew that there was no – I mean, I wasn't at that next level. I've, I've exhausted all of my ability of my body that, I mean, I'm at the, the highest level I can go to. I mean, I, I, I can't. I'm not, I'm not, my ability is not going to take me to the, to the major league level or whatever. The minor leagues are being drafted or whatever. You know, and it's a reality. I know that. And I knew, and I was comfortable with that, and I understood that. You know, some people it takes longer. Some people have got to, I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep trying. And, but eventually it's going to hit them. I'm kind of done. I've, I've exhausted everything <laughs> that I've got, and it's not there. You know, and it's like I said, and no, by no means am I trying to to damper anybody's dreams of any kind because, you know, I'm not trying to do that either. I mean, but it is a reality. And I mean, you know, and I, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay with reality that I have three sons. They're probably not going to play any professional anything, you know, and I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay. I want them to be good human beings. I want them to have a family. I want them to, you know, and to start all over with their kids and do what I did with them, you know, and me be able to enjoy that. Um, if they get to go on to college and play, it's icing on the cake. Awesome. Man. It's just yeah. awesome. Right? Sure. At whatever level. I don't yeah. care if it's OU or if it's BFE. I don't care right. if they want to go play and they want to, you know, 
then it's about the experience. It's not about, I mean, you know, everybody gets hung up on. I would rather my kid not go to OU and have to set the bench the whole time and never get to play and not go there and go to Southeastern and get to play. Right. Because that's the ultimate goal. I mean, everybody, you just want the look of saying, I signed Division One, but you never got off the bench. Right, right. You know? Yeah. I mean, isn't the goal to go somewhere and play? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, playing the sport is what yeah, you do. that's yeah. what you wanted, right? Yeah. I mean, well, then go to Eastern, go to Southeastern, you You'll play every inning, every down. I mean, yeah. you know, you work your way in there, you can play there. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, but people, you know, it's a stature thing. It's what it looks like. And I was a Division One signee. I was, you know, about, you know. Well, I, I had to have the talk with Gavin whenever, uh, when he got to play as a freshman with the high school. Um, well, you know, it was one of those things where I, I, in the back of my mind, I didn't say anything to him, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, he's like 14, 15 years old. Yeah. These guys are 18. Yeah. So I'm like, it's, you know, I'm, I'm trying to prepare him. I'm like, listen, man, these guys are going to be bigger and faster and stronger. Just be ready for it. You're going to be fine. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, God. Well, we get A little through. leery, I know. Right. I, mean, as, as, I mean, you know, as a parent, you're yeah. kind of leery about that because I, I am. You know, I would be too. Sure. I mean, we, and we get through his uh, freshman year, though, and it went okay. He, You know, he uh, had that experience, that kind of thing like that. It was awesome. Um, a real confidence booster for him. That was the one of the big upsides for it was just yeah. his mental, you know, hey, maybe yeah, I can do this. I can this. do this, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, it was funny, though, between his uh, freshman and sophomore season of football, um, we had this moment one time where we're sitting here talking, and we weren't – we were just at the house. Mm -hmm. And we're sitting there talking about playing ball, and he got real quiet because we were going over um, ways he could get better, you know, yeah, and that kind of thing yeah. like that. And he got real quiet, and he's sitting there, and I was like, what? What's wrong with you? And he's like, you know, what would you think of me if I didn't play ball? And I was like, it was it was one of those things where as a, as a dad I thought, dude, What's... I haven't explained to you yeah. what we're doing here. Yeah. So I turn, you know, and I'm like, listen, man, if you don't play a down, if you never play again, you got to understand something, son. I didn't raise you to be an NFL player. Absolutely. I'm raising you to be a man. Mm -hmm. And the things you're learning playing this sport – are going to translate into life, mm -hmm. being on time, being committed to something, um, getting yourself out of bed, uh, all these things that you can learn from doing this. Yeah, you can teach kids another way, but it's going to be – I can't think of a, of a, a more – it's, it's, a, it's, it's in their life. Yeah, you know what I mean? it's hard because no other, in no other avenue are you teaching those kind of things. You know well, what I, I mean? agree that's with what you. I mean. It, that's why I tell people sports are just the ultimate – a teacher i mean you know because of the stuff that you learn being there on time making making yourself accountable being disciplined sure to not jump off sides or do whatever line up correctly every time and i mean that's discipline that puts discipline in your life and, and well, he started getting up for they had morning workouts in the mm -hmm. summer yeah and now that was a new thing for him yeah. you know hey we got to be here at 6 30 on on a summer yeah. Day, oh, yeah. You and know, and well, and in junior high, they're not used to that. When they go to be right. a ninth grader, you know, it hits them hard. You know. Yeah, and he was like, you know, what was good, and and this is what I told him whenever he stopped, because I think for a long time um, he was worried about what we would think, which is I think good on a level. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Having, feeling, well, feeling you out, just kind of yeah. And I, I, there's nothing wrong with. That I either. like expectation for kids. You absolutely. know what I mean? To, for them to feel like. My my mom and dad are expecting something out of me. I think that's a good thing. Oh no no no! You know the I expectations mean, of your kid. I mean, you have to set that bar. I mean, you know, if not, then what are you doing? It gets you right. ready. It, I mean, what are you doing? Yeah. It gets you ready for life. That's what I told him. I was like, 
your job, your boss is going to expect things, certain types of behavior, certain type, you know, you got to be places, that kind of thing. So getting up for those workouts and I was really glad to see him grasp it. You know, he really got into, um, and, and it still carries on to this day about, um, practice is hard, but there's a reason for it. So he, he's kind of getting, he's buying into the method. You know what I mean? That, mm -hmm. That's one thing I was really glad yeah. about um, is that he, he saw that and he got um, – and I don't mean to sit here and brag on Gavin. I'm talking about sports no, in general. Yeah, just sport. Yeah, no, no, no. Of what, it, what I've well, seen to teach my son. You're using you know? the example right. of what you've seen. And yeah. that's, that's absolutely right. I mean, and, and I don't know how I could have taught him – Those kind uh, of lessons like he, that. He has it better than me. He he does better than I do. Yeah. I hope he doesn't see this because I really don't want him to know that. But <laughs> but I mean he's he's more um, in life in general for all the things that he's so you know whatever about. But he's he takes some things in life very seriously. Uh, and getting up and being on time, he hates being late. Yeah. I'm late for everything. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, it's it's a horrible thing that I do. So I'm so glad that he, he learned. Yeah, it, that he know? learned that. Yeah, and that's right. You're exactly right. I mean, yeah. that's it. You know, and mine, which and I was like that too. But like Gage, I mean, crap. He'll do the morning weights, and I mean, it's not till six thirty, and he's leaving at five forty-five. Right. I'm like, he's getting up. I'm like. He gets up by himself. I mean, we don't wake him up. He gets up, gets his Yeah, when Gavin goes. first started driving, I, I mean, would be like, I'd get up and I'd go in there to wake him up, go yeah. to his room. Be like, oh, I got to get him up, get yeah. ready. He's gone. Yeah, that's I'm exactly like, how, that's how, that's how Gage was, yeah. you know. And, <laughs> you know, but those, those are good things. Those are good qualities that, you know, that you need. I mean, in life. I mean, and those things teach you that. And it's like I said, you know, if they don't get that in, I, I, in anything else, Right. Other than right. sports, I, I mean, you know, yeah, you can say school, you got to be here, you know, and that helps. Don't get me wrong, but it's nothing like that. I mean, because in school, you're there for yourself. You know, it's ultimately you're there to, you know, you're getting there, you're doing your work you're, because it's an individual thing to get your grades, do your thing. But in sports, all 40 or 50 guys are counting on you just sure. like you're counting on them. I mean, and that yep. builds, you know, that, that team, you know, that type of stuff. And, you know, and it's so much, and that's like I tell kids, and I, I think I've told Ben this before, but I've used it as an example. I saw this at a clinic one time, and a guy pulled out a tape measure. And he gets on this end of the wall, pulls it all the way across this end of the wall, and it's about 100 foot that he pulls it out. And he goes, you know, and he's talking about your life. Imagine this being your life, you know, this, and you live to 100 years old. This is your life right here. And he's like, you know, how long do you play sports? An average person, how long do you think they play sports in their life? And you're like, well, if you, you kind of figure it up. Oh, if you start at this age and you end, let's say, if you, you know, average guys end at 18 years old in high school, maybe they don't go on or whatever, 10 years. And he goes, well, let's put that in perspective. Look at your 100 years of your life and look at 10 foot mm -hmm. of your life. And it looks really small. And you're like, that's that's your life of sports and you've committed, you think that everything you do, you know, and that, and the whole basis behind it is that there's so much more to your life than just sure. those 10 years of sports. Right. You know? Now those 10 sport, those 10 years help build your life from there. But people get so consumed with that little bit part, that little bitty part that they miss the end result. They miss everything else in their life that, that, that they're going to do, which to me, I don't know. And, and it may not have did it to other guys, but it's kind of, and I hit home. I was like, "He's right, man. I mean, look at that. Look at look how far that is, and 
how much of my life that doesn't even really me involve me playing sports and, sure. you know, and how, how much, how, you know, and people consume themselves. And I, I think, you know, with parents, I think it has a lot to do with, you know, parents live their life through their kid. Maybe they weren't what they thought they should have been or, and they want to live their life through their kid and they want their kid to be what they weren't, which I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't look at it that way. I never have been that I way. Mean, I, I don't, but I mean, you know, I think there's a lot of parents that are like that. I think that that's why they get so hung up on the end result of, I got to be D1. I got to go to college. I got to do this because I mean, who's feeling that in their head? It's not coaches. Right. So it has to be parents. I mean, you know what I mean? It has to be parents that are feeling that in their head of, and, and that's the whole basis of the specialization is, you know, why people, I, I don't know. And we've talked about that. I don't understand. I can't imagine doing baseball year round. I would just get so tired of it. I mean, and burnout. And it's a reality. Kids getting burnt out of, of that sport. And that's why you don't see them ever go on. Because yes. you played a thousand games when they were eight to 12 years old. Mm -hmm. I mean, sure. I mean, golly, who wouldn't get burnout? I mean, yeah. you know, think about your job. I mean, you kind of get burnt out after you do it for about 20 years or so, you right. know, and you're, you're kind of, well, how far am I away from retirement, you know? And, but I mean, I think that that's just, that's just a, you know, you, you, you burn your kids out, you burn your kid out of, of what they want to do. I mean, I always tell them you want to leave them a little taste of, man, I want to come back next year. Right. It's going to be better next year. Yeah. And each year you want to leave that with them. You know, you want to give them that little bit of taste and you want to pull it away so they're going to come back for more, sure. you know. But if you just keep giving it to them and giving it to them, they're eventually going to get full, man. They're going to get tired of it, you know. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm a big guy that I'm, you know, I'm not a one-sport guy. I, I, I true wholeheartedly believe that all sports, they all help each other. I think every sport can help each sport, you know, in whatever you do. And I'm, I'm a firm believer. And people are different. I get it. People think that I've got to go showcase this kid and that kid. And, you know, I've got to make sure I get him out there where people can see him. And I'm like, if they're good enough, they're going to find him. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go. Yeah, I, mean, definitely. I mean, because it's like I said, and I use this as an example. And, I mean, you know, with Dalton Wood, he's a phenomenal player. He's a phenomenal baseball player. And, you know, and I'm going to go on the baseball side of it because these people think that I've got to go pay this money to go get on this team and travel and go play all these showcases and I've got to do all this stuff. And, you know, Dalton Wood never hardly played in the summer at all. He played a little bit of what we did school ball wise, but he never went and got on a team. He never went and played these showcases and all this. And, you know, after his freshman year, OSU catches word of him, I guess, somehow, some way, and they say, hey, well, you just come to one of our camps. Well, I didn't think he would do it, but eventually they did. And so they kind of showed him around. They liked him, and they offered him, you know. And they were like, the first question they asked were like, do you play in the summer? Have you went and done these showcases? And they were like, no, we don't. We, we haven't done that. They're like, okay, good. Well, they were like, why? And then, because every college in the nation would have maybe been on you. Right. But they don't know, any, you know. Yeah. But there's a prime example of if you're good enough, they're going to find you. You know, they're going to find you if you're good enough. You don't have to showcase your talents in oh, front man. of people. They're gonna, I watched that dude play, you know, and I and didn't he, know anybody up here at that time. Yeah. But, I mean, he's like – he was that guy, you know, you, you go – he doesn't look like everybody else. He doesn't yeah. play like – you know No, I mean? he, he's – well, and that's like I said, and 
And, you know, when I coached him in baseball, and I've been around some good players in baseball, but from when he first swung the bat, I knew he was different because the ball just jumped off his bat different than kid, other kids. You just knew he was, he was different. Really? You knew that, yes. I mean, you just knew it. You just saw him swing a bat, and you saw the ball come off the bat, and you're just like, that dude's special. I mean, because it doesn't happen that way. It, that ball doesn't jump off the bat like that. He's got something, you know what I mean? And that was when he was a freshman, you know. And so, I mean, he was, he was a beast, and, you know. And, and you know, and, and it's like I said, and he gets a bad rap with everything. You know, he had all these opportunities, and he, you know, he screwed them up. But, you know, in reality, I mean, some kids are not – fit or geared for that no matter what their ability is or the talent well, if is. you don't want to do it you don't exactly. want to do it and, and, you and i don't think have to do it. and i think he didn't want to do it and i think he was pressured into going and doing it so he went and tried it and he didn't like it and he doesn't want to do it and you know did he have a ton of ability could he maybe be playing professionally he may have he had that kind of ability but i mean if the guy doesn't want to do it he doesn't want to do it i mean mm -hmm. you know I, you can't force people to do that kind of stuff and i mean i hear so many things and well, you all know, those guys who stuff. didn't have a whole lot of ability. Well, and I know, and it is. his time. I know, you know and I, I think the same thing at times. But at the end of the day, I mean. It's his life. You know, it's his life. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, would I have loved to have that talent? Absolutely. I don't know that maybe, you know, everybody says, well, if I'd have had that, I would have did this. You may not have. You may not right. have worked as hard if you had that talent to get where you were at, you know. So, I mean, you know, and he did lots of stuff for us. He did good things for us. He worked hard for us every day. And like I said, I mean, I hear a lot of people bash him about that kind of stuff, but I have nothing but good things to say about him, you know, just because of what he poured out there for us every Friday and when he played baseball yeah. and that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, the kid came to play. He practiced. I mean, people think, well, he didn't practice very well. They wasn't at practice. He practiced hard. He did things right. I mean, you know. He gets, he gets a, you know, and I hear a lot of negative stuff towards him. I hear good things, don't get me wrong, but I hear a lot of ne negative things about him. But, I mean, he did things right. He, he practiced hard, and he cared about his teammates. And he, you know, you know he, I think he got a bad rap at times from certain people, I think, you know, because I hear people say that all the time. Well, he's just God-given ability. He never worked, and he never practiced hard. And I, well, I saw him. He practiced hard. He did everything we asked him to do. Yeah, I heard you know. that too. So, well, I mean, but, you, you know, know I, I wasn't but I there. mean, you know, and I've heard people say that, and I've had to say, well, yeah, you wasn't there. You don't know. You hear stuff from other right. people, yeah. and a lot of it is jealousy. You know, people will say stuff when they're jealous. You know, when they're sure. jealous of another kid, a parent will – they will start feeding the rumor mill out there. Well, I'm like you said you. earlier, you know, you, you play how you practice, so there's mm -hmm. no way he, you know, even though yeah. he was a freak of nature, yeah. you know, even though he was just a, a man, you know, among boys out there yeah. on the field, uh, he was doing awesome things on yeah, the field. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and the coaches that we have, they were not going to let him not practice hard. We were going to demand it out of him. We demanded it out of those kids. I mean, that that's a big part of the success is, the, the you know, we demanded them to practice hard. We demanded them to practice at this level. You know, we did. I mean, you know, and it wasn't just all us, but you have to get them to do that because kids will only do what you allow them to do. I'm telling sure. you. If you let them go half speed, they're going to go half speed. It's human nature, man. People think, well, they ought to be self-driven enough to go as hard as they can every time like you did that when you were in school yeah let's 15, be real 16 17 yeah, yeah let's old. be real no, right. let's be realistic you <laughs> yeah. went hard because you had that dude grabbing your face mask and spitting in your face yeah. and, and getting after you i mean you know people are you know they talk big like you know 
But I was like, it's not a reality. You've got to push the kids. They don't know. They don't know what their max speed is. You've got to push it and get it out of them, you know. And that's what I try to tell people. You, you know, you say that, but, yeah, you, like you went hard every time. You had that coach making you. And don't get me wrong. You'll have a kid every now and then that's geared that way. They're just geared that way. You don't have to say anything to them. They, they practice full tilt. Sometimes you have to say back off a little bit. You know, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, you know, right. we can't hurt this guy now. You can't get that guy, you know, or whatever. So, I mean, you know, but you'd much rather do that than have to prod him to go, 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 you know, that right. type of thing. So now, I played with a guy that was, that was that way. You know, he was like very quiet, uh, not in, in any sort of exceptional athlete, but when he, when he practiced, he went hard. When he played games, he went hard. He was in, in my school, it wasn't common for a freshman to get to play. And this kid, I don't remember if he started at running back, but he played running back as a freshman, you know, in Wilberton. Yeah, but, but, uh, but I mean, still at any level. But I mean, it was the mentality. And like you said, it's it's unusual because everybody else, we're all out there pushing each other. And we're, you know, we're jogging when the coach ain't looking. And then we'll sprint whenever they are looking. And we yeah. did a lot of that. Oh, yeah. Thing, we, I mean, so. we've all done that. There's yeah. no doubt. But it's like I said, a, a sure sign of a good player is not always what he does on the field. I mean, as far as his stats and scoring touchdowns and throwing touchdown passes, but it's how he raises the level of the players behind Brown. And that's him. what he would do, right? And so, when y'all would practice? Well, because you knew if he was going to go hard, you better go hard or you're going right. to get hurt. I yeah. Mean, yeah. You're not you, getting after it a little bit. You run up there and try to arm yeah, tackle this he's dude, gonna, he's, he'll turn know, and run over you. And that's you like know? I said, and, and you do that kind of things and you demand that kind of stuff, I mean, it raises the level of everybody because – you know, obviously, they're looking at that guy. He's kind of the bell cow. I mean, and I always tell people, if your best player is a dog, you're not a very good team because you, you can't be. You can't be. If he's a dog, you can't be because everybody gravitates and feeds off that guy right there. And if he halfway goes through practice, so does everybody else. Yeah. And you're going to be 500 team, below 500. You'll win some games just because you're a little more talented, but you won't win the games you should. Yeah. You know, because – if that guy is a war, if he's if he's a bell cow and he's a war daddy, he's going to raise the level of everybody else, you know. So I mean, and that's that's the whole the whole aspect of everything. I mean, and that's the kind of players people are looking for. Those type of players, I don't care how many touchdowns he scores, but you can tell that dude raises the level of everybody else. We need him on our team to raise the level of these other guys too. Right. And um, some people don't have that. Some people just don't have that. Man, I feel sorry for a coach, too. Whenever I see a team, like I watch them on the sidelines, and everybody's just quiet. Yeah. Everybody just standing there with their arms down, everybody just watching the yeah. game. Like, and I'm like, man, I feel sorry for this guy because how do you build fire in kids that don't have it already? Yeah. You know what I mean? I that's, mean it, that's, that's, a, that's a tough aspect, you know, that it, that is. Because, I mean, it is physically exhausting if you're – trying to be that raw, raw coach all the time. It's exhausting and trying to get people – and you have to have those guys. Don't get me wrong. you got to have those guys on your staff. you got to have guys like that because you need that. And there's, there's points in the season where it's just grueling and just, just blah, you know. And you got to have that guy that's a ball of energy that just bounces off the wall like he's drank ten Red Bulls and can get anybody, you know. You got to have that guy to get him going a little bit, you know. Gavin always, always likes that whoever that coach might be. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? He always kind of. Well, and most of the kids do. Most yeah. of the kids gravitate towards that guy. For example, like Coach Harmon, most of the guys gravitate towards that guy because he is that. I mean, he, he's an older gentleman, but he's still got some fire in him, man. He's, you know, and it, it, and with him, it's kind of cool because you know that's who coached me in high school, you know, and he's now coaching my son or having an opportunity to coach my son, and you know, it's kind of a cool thing because you know I I, I liked him and I liked him when he was in high school you know he was younger and he you know but he still got that fire and he still got that 
desire burning in him that he's going to get after kids and he's yeah. but kids ultimately know and it's like i said kids can see through coaches they know if you care about them they're yeah. not going to listen to you they know if you care about them because they'll take that butt shoe and they'll take that buddy and they'll take whatever you do to them and they're yes sir no sir and they're going to they're going to play their guts out for you but if they know you don't care about them and you're just another statistic you're just another body they won't do it they won't respond. They won't do it. They'll roll their eyes. They'll turn the other way. I'm telling you. Kids know. I mean, because, and that's the whole aspect. The kids don't care how much you know till they know how much, they, how much you care. And that's yeah. true. That holds true. I mean, because you got to love them, man. You, you have to. And, and that's like I tell those kids when I coach them, I'm going to treat you. I'm going to coach you hard. But I, there's nobody out here that's going to go to bat for you and care for you more than I will. I promise you. Yep. I can assure you that. You know, and, you know, and sometimes, like, I think it was, what was it, Gavin and them? Gavin, when we went to Ada and we were in overtime and they skipped one off the ground. I don't know if that was Gavin's group or whose group it was, but, you know, and I usually don't, we go to Ada and, and, and I usually don't complain about the officials much, but, you know, when I feel like they're cheating our kids, it kind of gets on me, I, you know, because I know it is what it is, you know, and I'm, I, you're not going to win those. And, you know, and it was a, I mean, we kind of got hammered every day. No, I think it was last year, two years ago. It wasn't Gavin's group. It was a group that's right below him, I think. That'd be right between my two. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, it went on and we got some, every time we'd break a run, be a penalty, be from their sideline. I'm like, we'd do it again, get 15, 20 yards, hold it. No way we're holding every play. I mean, there's no way. I mean, you could call it every play. Don't get right. me wrong, but I mean, you're throwing it on us, and they have not gotten one penalty all. You know, and so I'm, I'm okay. I'm like telling this guy on my sideline, hey, I mean, come on, man. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, I'm not saying my guy's not holding, but I mean, let's be real. I mean, every time we get a positive yardage play, I mean, it's it's a hold. And so anyway, it's a close ball game, and. We're back and forth, and, and we didn't play well, but they're battling. The kids are battling, and they're driving. We're ahead, and uh, no, 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 it's tied. It's tied, I think, six to six, and there's two minutes left in the game, and they're driving the ball, and uh, they're getting down there, and it's fourth and, golly, I want to say it's fourth. And, I mean, it's fourth and goal because we had knocked them back some. Well, they just throw a slant, and they throw it, and – it skips. No, it was third and long is what it was, third and goal. And it skips. And, I mean, everybody in the whole park can see it, that it skips off the ground, and the guy catches it. Well, the guy on their sideline calls it complete. Well, they have a back judge. They have a, our side judge, and they have the white hat. There's four officials. And I'm just going nuts. I'm like, there is no way everybody, you know. And I go to our guy on the sideline. I said, I want a timeout. I want to talk to you. I mean, there's got you had well, somebody had to have seen that. Everybody and the kid even knew it. And everybody mm -hmm. like the quarterback throws it and he does it. And he's like, because oh. he knew he threw a bad ball. And uh, you know, and I just like go out there and I talk to this guy. It's not my call. And I said, I don't care if it's your call. You have to have seen the play and make the make the call right. That's all I'm asking you to do. I mean, because you're 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 punishing the kids if you're. And this guy, he's like, well, I didn't see it, Coach. This guy, I didn't see it. I'm like, none of you guys saw it other than that guy on the sideline that had the worst angle of all of you other three. And I'm just going berserk. And, well, they throw a flag on me, and which I'm usually not like that. I don't like to get a flag right. or get kicked out or any, by any means, you know. And uh, But long story short, I mean, I 
felt like they're cheating our kids. I mean, I felt like that the whole game, and I really never said anything. And it's like, the, you know, and at the end of the game, and we ended up stopping them. It was fourth and goal, which the officials, it worked out in our family. It was kind of karma. You know, I got a dead ball personal foul. Well, it's on the two-yard line, and it was fourth and goal. It would have been fourth and goal. And with a dead ball personal foul, half the distance to the goal line, automatic first down. Well, they move it half the distance, but they keep it fourth down. And so it, it was kind of like a karma thing, you know. And so they try to run a play, and we hit them in the backfield, and we stuff them. And long story short, we, we end up beating them in six overtimes in that game. Wow. And so, you know, and, and it's like I told the kids afterwards, and I told them, I said, I'm hard on you, but I promise you, I will be the, I apologize, I, you know, I shouldn't have done that, but I said, I will be the first one, on, have your back on anything if I feel like something's done wrong to you guys, you know, and I said, I'll be the first one, I said, I promise you, you know, and I think that goes a long ways, and I think kids believe that, I think kids, you know, they, they, they see that, they understand that, and they want to play for you. They want to play for you, you know, and I think that's a big part of it because, like I said, when I was young, it was all about X's and O's. I got to make sure I got the right playbook, the right play, and, and that's how we're going to win games. But it's really not. I mean, it's about building a relationship with kids, getting them to buy in and just lay it on the line and run yeah. through that wall for you and their other teammates. And I don't care how bad you are. I don't care how talented you are. If you don't have that, you're, it's going to be hard to be successful. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it takes a little bit to, to, for them to find that in a season. And, you know, and sometimes it happens from the get-go. It's just there, you know. So, and sometimes it never happens. You, you're not able to get a few guys turned in the right direction and in, in the direction you want them to go, you know. Because it was a prime example like this year, I think that there was kind of a turning point right there at that the Coweta game. Yep. I think that they just kind of started clicking and yeah, they kind of figuring out that, you know, we get beat by Ada, you know, embarrassed. And I think it just started kind of clicking and everybody just started kind of playing for each other and not caring about what I did or what my statistics or what my thing, what I did. And, and it's all about winning. Let's go win. And you can see a difference, you know, you Definitely. can see a difference. And, you know, and we go to the second round and we play Carlisle, which – they're talented. They're yes. more talented than we are. Right Very now. talented. They are. I mean, I, yeah. you know, and you know, they're gonna do some things that are, you know, that that are gonna hurt a ton of teams. It's I mean, be a hard, there's yeah. a reason why they've won it four years in a row. I mean, right. you know, you don't win four state championships without having talent. I'm sorry. You yeah. Know. Now you may sneak up and win one when you're kind of not as talented and you just overachievers and you're get playing really high. Yeah. But get, four. But to win four, you've got talent. Right. I mean, you know, and we just – you kind of run up against a buzzsaw. I mean, you do. And that happens, in, and that's a reality in high school sports. I mean, it is. You know, sometimes their Jimmys and Joes are just better than ours. And we can hang with them, but eventually they're going to separate themselves just because they're physically better. Well, I thought, I thought they definitely improved towards the end. Yeah. And, you know, pretty um, – positive outlook for yeah. next year well and i think in that breeds excitement and it brings excitement into the next year and what what can be done you know because you got a lot of guys coming back you know but it's like i tell them you know you can say that but the proof is going to be in the pudding you right. got to start from day one and grind and do exactly like what you got to do you just can't walk out there and people are just going to roll over and you beat them i mean it doesn't work that way that's i mean you got to have the same mentality that you had those last you know four or five games of the season last year because, you know, if you have that mentality, you're going to be successful. I know? was kind of that, you know, uh, I, I get a little bit of an inside um, on what's going on with the players, yeah. you know, because Gavin yeah, plays. Absolutely. So he's always got 
a couple of them guys running with him. I oh, mean, yeah, yeah. a couple of kids that he plays with, especially football kids, yeah. they're at my house, they come, they stay the night, they're all sitting around. So what I do, just because I'm nosy, I'll Sorry. I'll stop them. I'll be like, hey, you know, what do you guys think about Maisie? You know, that was because he oh, was yeah, a new yeah. coach. Yeah. I didn't know anything about him, didn't know, you know, what's going on? This is the big, beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you think? And, and they're all, they were, you know, they liked him right off the bat. Yeah. You know, a lot of those kids liked him, respect him, liked the way that, you know, his, uh, Demeanor, his personality and that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. He's definitely a, 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 I guess you'd player's say a player's coach. coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so they, they liked him, but Gavin was like, well, I, you know, it's, it's different, definitely different. You know, I don't know. And, and they were, he was kind of on that. Sometimes he did, sometimes he didn't. And then, like you said, we get to this point in the season and all of a sudden, I could see it. You know, Gavin, whenever he's going, like, for workouts and stuff like that, he's like, I got to get in the weight room. I, you know, this yeah. is – he starts buying Absolutely, in, yeah. buying in. When they lose that last game this season, mm-hmm. Gavin, tears. Yeah, yeah. So mad. And the first thing he said to me, because I always talk to him after the game, right after the game, he comes walking straight up to me. He's walking, and I can see he's upset and everything. The first thing he says is, I'm getting in the weight room. They're not winning that gold ball next year. And that's all that's he said. That's all he could say. He yeah. was well, shaky yeah, voice, yeah, you know, yeah. and all that. You know, yeah. he, he got it, you know. And, and I attribute a lot of that to uh, the culture. Man, there was a there was a culture shift, you know, this Oh, year. absolutely, yeah. And I think that, you know, even with Coach Singleton, I love him to death. He was a great sure. guy. And, and he's a great coach. Don't get me wrong. He's a great coach. But also, too, I think that people don't understand that sometimes it's just about a fit. And just some guys don't mesh and fit with certain personalities and certain towns or certain teams. And, you know, it's different because it's like I tell people, you know, you know, Bill Blankenship, you know, Alan Trimble, some of the greater coaches we've had over the last 20 to 25 years in high school football. And uh, they've been successful a lot of the places they've been. But I don't know if they wanted this job, if they would be a good fit. I don't know if they could be able to coach the kind of kids that we have that are different than those kids that are up there. And that's what I tell people, you know, you have good coaches, you have bad coaches, but I think it's about a fit. And I think you've got to have a fit of a coach that's going to uh, be able to fit the personalities of the kids that you have. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that type of thing. And, and like I said, with Maisie, whether he's a good coach or X's and O's or knows his stuff, the one thing that he's got is he's got the kids bought into him. Sure. And I said, that's the number one thing. They, 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 be, they get it with him, and they like him. And I'm going to tell you, that's 90% of the battle. I mean, that's, that's – Well, you see that on every level, you know. You yeah. see a coach get fired from, you know, whatever – the Green Bay Packers, and oh, hopefully yeah. when he gets hired for the Dallas Cowboys – Yeah, no, exactly. He's going to, you know – Yeah. Well, and his thing is he's a great coach, but – him and Aaron Rodgers didn't G haul there at the end, right. and they, you know, and so that's ultimately why he got let go. The dude's a phenomenal coach. He's unbelievable.